movie lovers, and welcome to the show. This is your host, as always, from Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio, and I just want to sit, talk about something real quick, and that is Audible. What is Audible? I'm so glad that you guys asked. Audible is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks, ranging from bestsellers like Anne Rice, Stephen King, the list just goes on. Their whole entire catalog, when it comes down to audiobooks, is just fantastic. If you're on on the road and everything and you want an audiobook and you want to download it fast, go ahead, go to Audible. You're not going to regret it. They actually have a trial right now that you guys can actually jump on. You can actually go on ahead, go to the link, and it'll bring you up to that trial. And a matter of fact, every month, members actually get one credit to pick any title, plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection and access to Daily News Digest from the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post, as well as guided meditation programs. Another thing, too, guys, that's not all they have. They also have... They also have finish. If you actually want to go ahead and do some things to actually better yourself for 2021, they have stuff for that too, like finishing more books or becoming a better parent, leader, or a person. How to books, which is something that everybody seems to grab onto a lot lately, and everything else. So, if you guys are actually looking for something to maybe better yourself for 2021, go on ahead, check out those books as well. They have a big catalog. You guys won't regret it. Go ahead, click on the link below in the description notes. Go on ahead. You guys won't regret it. Sign up for that trial period. And always, until next time, stay safe, guys, and enjoy the show. And God bless. Hey. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing well. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you fine. Can you hear me okay? Yep. That's great. I just want to say welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the time out of your night and everything to talk about The Sopranos Season 5 with us. Thank you so much. I, I Thanks so much for having me. I, I feel like I'm uh, often watching it and writing it about it, but not really getting to speak much. So I appreciate you inviting me on to do that. Anytime. I saw that you were a diehard fan of The Sopranos, so I figured, you know, what better way to actually get another voice in on here besides Mike and I doing this? Mike is actually coming in a little bit later, probably. So, you know, we'll just go in and talk a little bit about what you do and things like that. And then when Mike comes in, we'll start. All right. Awesome. Well, so um, um, basically, I'm an attorney. I, I live in South Florida. Um, so I've been a lawyer for about the past four years. I'm also a freelance writer, and I help teach an online course in urban policy and economic development. So The, the Sopranos is kind of uh, very random. I kind of fell into <laughs> it uh, over the past couple of years. I and mean, when, it, when it first came out, I, I was a little, a little young for it. I was a little bit okay. uh, before my time. But uh, my mother and brother watched it. Uh, I wasn't really until last year that I really started watching it. And then I just kind of like fell head over heels right away. And it was kind of, you know, zero to 100 from there. And so it's, you know, I then developed a blog about it. And, and really it's become my main hobby essentially for about the past year. That's pretty cool, though. I mean, I didn't come in until maybe season four whenever it was actually on the air. So I've actually had to go back and binge watch that before I could actually focus in on season five whenever it aired. So I actually bought the DVD sets and then did it from there. Oh, so, nice. Very cool. Well, it's thanks. funny. I, I um, My uh, mother-in-law for this past uh, holiday for, for Hanukkah and Christmas, we celebrate both. She she got me like the season one and two on DVD. So it was like, I felt like it was like an antique by that point, but it was, re- it was really cool. So I, mm-hmm. I have them. I probably won't even open them. But it was just cool to, you know, and I, and I think back to like how 
you know, I, I can't imagine how folks waited for like a year, a year and a half in between seasons. Um, it was insane. I'm going to be honest with you. Even Mike, who's actually on right now, can actually agree with that too. Um, hey, Mike. Um, Mike? I guess he's not in. Okay. I thought he was there. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's great. Oh, there we yes. go. Okay. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Sorry about that. It's okay, man. Yeah. No, and, uh, what you were saying, I agree to that, John. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, Stephanie, uh... Oh no, 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 that's that, that's that's yeah. It was just it's 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 remarkable though because I feel like as, as you know the first you know episode premiered over over 21 years ago now, but I feel like some of it's become even more relevant today. It's it's really timeless and and even more relevant just you know in 2020 2021. So. I think that's something that always like fascinates me. Same here as well. Yeah, I agree. Because I think Mike and I even talked about that with the whole entire thing with the Christopher Columbus uh, parade thing whenever it came down to the protests in season four. We actually talked about that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. About how it connects into like a twenty twenty one kind of situation where people are protesting against almost anything now. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. And even when, when, you know, when Dr. Melfi talks about, you know, we're, we live in a time we're in the information age. And then when, when Artie Bucco in, in season six talks about, you know, where we have the most digitized data collection. I just think, <laughs> you know, that was 2004, 2005. If only they could see 2021. Exactly. So anyways, with season five, the Sopranos episode one, two Tonys, this is actually probably one of my favorite introductions into the Sopranos. And everything because you're dealing with a lot of stuff that happened in season four. You're dealing with Tony going through the divorce. You're dealing with, of course, Christopher's addiction after he got a rehab. Then you also have a bunch of other unclosed stuff that actually happened from season four. But in episode one with the two Tonys, Christopher's Christopher's actually in a a bad mood because Polly keeps on making him pay for his meals. Chris makes Polly pay for the meals instead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I remember that was uh it, it's it's just one of those things you know it's like they were both wrong it, you know it wasn't something where it was like oh you know Christopher was the one that was on the right side and, and then oh or just Polly like you know they, they both they both didn't know how to handle things and kind of like culminated in the parking lot situation exactly because even Mike and I can actually agree with this though when two guys get heated up about something that's actually stupid our tempers t- tend to heat up. But how, we don't funny, think right. how funny was it when, when they hit that guy with the brick? I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, it was like, I mean, it's terrible. Poor guy, you know, but fuck. <laughs> and, and then it was like they bonded after that. Because then you yeah. notice the next right. morning, they were like, oh, I love you. Like, it's all good. Because it's like they both finally felt so vulnerable because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, shit. Like, we don't want to fucking get killed. Like, you know, like caught over right. this guy. So, like, let's be best friends now. Right. My favorite line, though, that Polly actually says after this, like the next day, he winds up saying, Chris, somebody could have died that night. I'm like, you killed somebody. (laughs) Right. And and then the other thing, too, whenever he throws the brick at the at the waiter and everything, he's over there, his legs are kicking and he goes, Chrissy, he's fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, the way he says it, like he's fucked up. 
Well, that's what's with Polly. He's so like, like it was not. Ne- it's never really the human that he's concerned about. Like, even if you go to other seasons and you think of like, you know, like with Tracy, or even like with the dog and 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 uh, strong and silent type. Like, he's always like more concerned about how something, how it's, uh, how your attitude is toward the boss more so than like whether you just killed a human or right, 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 exactly. Like yeah. Even even though he's a, he's a crazy ass, he's, he's business first, you know. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's that's true. Yeah, I feel like I mean, just season five overall. Like, there's there's so much, and I'm sorry, I'm probably gonna go off on some random tangents. No, that's no, okay. But I feel like with everything with this show, it's like there's so much. Like, I have my when I'm like I took my notes earlier. I have right away at the beginning, like uh, the car running over the newspaper is like the first thing that I have written down that like may not have actually any significance whatsoever, but. I always think of like, uh, like in season four, in the beginning of each season, really, Tony kind of goes down the driveway in his robe and, and gets the paper. But now right. it's kind of like this new era, so to speak, now they're divorced, like things aren't the same. And so it's just kind of like Meadows rolling over the newspaper and the car right. just felt like kind of symbolized it being different. That and it's also very grim and also very depressing too, because of the, also Tony's not there to keep anything up. So now Carmela's actually trying to get AJ to keep up the the house and everything because she even mentions that though too because when Carmela comes home, AJ's is actually just banging away on his drum set and Carmela's mad at him for not doing his chores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that I have to say all of season five with AJ was just really frustrating. It was irritating. Anything related to AJ was aggravating me, to be honest yeah. with you, because I because Mike could even vouch for me though, because as every single time when Carmelo was around, it was always AJ this, <laughs> AJ that. Oh my gosh, yeah! Don't even get me started with the with the with the Doctor Wegler with the AJ, AJ oh, yeah. stuff. I don't even think of the yeah, just you know, it, it's and I get it, like you know, we were all teenagers once, like sure. I'm sure we were all a pain in the ass oh, yeah. at some point, but it was just, it was like there was no redeeming quality with him sorry i feel like i sound like such an age hater but i just <laughs> no, you know like like we were all pains in the ass like meadow was a pain in the ass too but at least like she did well in school you know right. like there was like you know there was there was there was there were redeeming qualities but uh no i i i, I don't mean to, i don't hate aj not my favorite character but I it's definitely not my favorite yeah right <laughs> he's, not, he's not the favorite for sure yeah, he's kind of a little he's kind of a little whiny bitch. Let's be honest. I mean, <laughs> like with the bear, like when you saw the bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mommy. mommy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we, we're gonna get into the beard though too, because you know, at first he's like he's talking back to his mom, and all of a sudden he goes outside and everything to do some chores. All of a sudden, mommy, <laughs> and, and she's up out there with cans and everything, banging the pots, trying to get the beer yeah. away. <laughs> and I love how the bear was just chilling. Like it kind of looked like it was just gonna like just make it like sit on the little lawn chair and like it right. Just, uh, it, it was just funny how yeah, like what are the pots and pans gonna do? <laughs> exactly. And the bear's was like, "Hey, look, I was just coming here just to chill, you know. You don't have to go on ahead and bang your pots, lady. I was just trying to lay down for crying out loud." But you know, I. But yeah. yeah. And then of course, going ahead. 
sorry, sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say, yeah. And it was just it very, I feel like symbolic in terms of, you know, like Tony not being there and then the bear. And then like, I've heard people before say that like the Tony, the bear is Tony. Tony is the bear. Like there's all, of course you could go all the way down the rabbit hole with, with, with that one. Oh, yeah. The analogies, right. Which I didn't find that. I don't, I didn't bring too much into that kind of atmosphere when it came down to that. I was like, okay, there's a bear in the yard. Pamela's trying to get rid of it. They're gonna call some wildlife to try and get rid of the bear. AJ's acting like a little, you know, (laughs) right? But I also like how Camilla goes on ahead and gets an AK-47 out to try and bring the bear down. Yeah, Yeah, and then when Benny comes, when Benny's like, uh, comes by and he's like, I would, I would want a male in the house. Like it was very, I feel like they really played up the like the patriarchal. Like there's a man, need a man in the house. Like. But uh, right. that, was, that was always interesting, of course. And then, of course, we actually see Tony and Valentina's apartment and everything for a brief moment. And then Tony sends flowers to Melfi because he's actually falling in love with her because of the whole entire thing with Nick Nolte with that film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you could so tell he was so over her already, like, at that point. Well, in terms of Valentina, I mean, like, he was... He was so ready to move on. Like it's, I feel bad that it had to end how it did with, with them later in the season. But right, <laughs> that was getting pretty stale by then. Man, exactly. This is completely off subject, but I have to bring it up because it reminded me of Tony. But uh, I was sitting in my recliner and I was eating some ice cream, and I had the ice cream on my belly while I was eating it. I was like, shit. <laughs> I was like, I guess it's time to lose some weight. I thought about Tony. I was like, fuck. <laughs> he loved that that was like if, if Carmelo dared to like ask him anything while he was like sitting in front of there watching and you know with, and, and, with ice cream. you know like shout out to James Gandolfini you know rest in peace but like he you know but even the way he ate ice cream it made it look you know and he was just a fantastic actor I mean the way he was eating made it look like oh I want some of that you know what I mean like he he drew, he drew you in no matter what he was doing you know Oh yeah, absolutely. Everything he he like in everything in life that he did, he like indulged in it. Right. Like he was not right. And it you know, it wasn't just the ice cream, you know, when he was eating pasta and shit, like the way he was like toying with it or whatever he was doing, it just it made it look like, you know, good. It made you want to eat it, (laughs) you know. Yeah. Uh Great actor. Yeah, I um I remember when I I read a book that um Sopranos, the complete book by by Brett Martin, and one of the, the headlines in one of the chapters is the Sopranos, it's about ZD fucking and fucking ZD. <laughs> and I felt like it was just like, no I felt like it was yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to read that book, to be honest with you. I heard about the book and everything. Uh, I'm going to have to try and check that book out. It's really good. It's kind of like a coffee table book. You know, it's 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 a lot of a lot of pictures, a lot of just kind of background. Right. But it's, it's I I really enjoyed it. Wasn't okay. that, that was the first check episode when AJ was like, no fucking ZD, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> that was too fun. <laughs> um, but I also like this other part though too, with Polly and Christopher up inside the Bing talking about the Russian from season three. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that and it's just like it makes sense because it's just I feel like Valerie, even though he was only you know in a couple episodes, I feel like his you know as evidenced by the fact that he was on that Sopranos fundraiser recently, even though he was like this very minor character, he kind of just. You know, he was always kind of hanging there in the background because there was definitely never close any closure there. Yeah. No, there wasn't. And you know, there was some talk before that they were going to bring him back, but they never did. As a matter of fact, there was actually a scene that was cut out 
in season three where he's actually mopping the floor and Tony actually really? sees him. But he has brain mm. damage. So he doesn't remember who he is or anything oh, like shit. that. Wow. I didn't know that. That's and I th- that's interesting. I mean, I guess it makes sense since he's pretty sure Paul, you know, Paul clipped his, <laughs> clipped his head. I was, <laughs> but okay, I could just right. see that happening. He'd be the one person to survive, like to survive getting shot right in the head. Yeah, somehow. Most definitely. It's, but uh, I also like the back. Right. Oh, no, go ahead. Okay, but no, I definitely love the back and forth between Polly and Christopher in that scene because it's like old war stories that they're telling each other about things oh, that yeah. they've done. That's what it looks like to me. Yep. And they're like, well, I wouldn't, we, we would have gotten the Russian if it wasn't for you, Polly. <laughs> oh, Christopher, my shoe fell off. <laughs> right. Like, so, such petty little, little things, which also reminds me right. of when you mentioned that talk, giving all war, story, war stories. It reminded me of Feech, which, of course, I guess we'll get into soon. Mm-hmm. But I just remember when he was, they were sitting in the back. With uh, with Polly, Germani, and, and Christopher and, and Tony, oh, yeah. and Silvio, and then he starts trying to tell them it's like the night that he beat that longshoreman to death over the corner table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Peach, we're gonna get into yeah, we'll, we'll get into him. Um, uh, the New York and New Jersey mafiosos are actually getting out of jail. They've been in jail since the 1980s, and they are released, including Tony's cousin, Tony. Uh, Balito Bandino, I forgot oh, how you have to say his name. That's good enough. Blendetta. Yeah. There you go. Blendetta. And Carmine has a stroke with the egg salad. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah, that was so gross. <laughs> and he's like, Hey, get the egg salad out of his mouth. <laughs> then Melfi dreams that she's having sex with Tony, yeah, <laughs> which actually feels a lot more realistic than it did a dream, but right. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Then uh, the next day, Tony confronts her that he has feelings for her, and he watched Doctor Phil say <laughs> he won't get sued for dating <laughs> and an ex-patient. She calls him out about his marriage falling apart and about how it's affecting his, the kids. He wants to show her two sides of him. Tony is mad at um, at Christopher about not uh, paying for Paulie's food. <laughs> Chris only pays 1200 and then tip the waiter. Chris throws a brick at the waiter and Polly shoots the waiter and they drive off. <laughs> the best. <laughs> it just goes to show the transactional nature of like every everything with them. Mm. Like they they the only thing they worry about is is was getting caught. Like they didn't care the actual person died. And remember he remember Polly takes the check, takes Christopher's money and goes and the first thing out of Christmas mouth, he goes, "That's my fucking money." Yeah, uh, yeah. Paulie. Right. He's running off. He's like, "That's my fucking money, Paulie." <laughs> well, that kind of reminded me almost of, uh, in like, I guess, well, briefly going off on a tangent back to season two, but like in Fun House when Polly goes down and gets like Pussy's watch and like stuff like that. Like he's just like, he's like, "What? What's the value in this?" Like, I'm not really concerned about the person. Like, get the money. Right. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> But what did you th- guys think about the whole thing about uh, whenever Tony confronts uh, Melfi about his feelings for her and he watched Dr. Man, Phil? Tony, Tony don't. <laughs> that was his version Tony of going to therapy. Know what the hell he wants, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's, he's, no. he's all over the place, no. uh, you know? Yeah, he's. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's interesting, though, in that, because, you know, that's where he goes off into his whole two Tonys thing. And it's like, 
you know, you, you almost just out of curiosity are like, hmm, I wonder like what it would look like if, 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 if he and, and, and Dr. Melfi like went on an actual date, which of course they didn't. Um, but I think it's really a shock for him because he's used to getting what he, he wants. He's spoiled. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, he, he confuses love with infatuation, you know, he, he's right. infatuated yep. with things and, and he wants, you know, everything that he, you know, gets infatuated with. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, her denying that and, and not giving what he wants, it's like he's, like you said, not used to that. He's spoiled. You know? Yeah, he's definitely spoiled. And it's like what he can't have is mm-hmm. what he wants. So he's going to try anything yep. he can to get it. But he's also like a little 12-year-old kid where basically he has a crush on somebody and then he gets turned down. He goes, well, I'm ghoul. I'm not going to even bother with you anymore. (laughs) You know? And, you know, it's kind of like if you think about it, when a guy cheats on somebody and then they call it quits with that one, he wants to go out back with the ex-girlfriend and the ex-girlfriend tells him no and then he throws a tantrum. That's what it also seems like to me, too. But he he also reminisces about uh, Artie's wife, though, too. He's like, you know what? A girl like um, Artie's wife and everything, I think that should be okay for me. What do you oh, think? Oh, yeah. I remember you said she's a notary public, like, later later in the right. season. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, with uh, with Tony, it's interesting how, you know, Dr. Malfi, she, she turned down his dinner invitation. So he's like, oh, let me just go ask her if she wants to go away on, vaca- like, a quick vacation with me. And she pointed out, she's like, I wouldn't go to dinner with you, but now you're going to ask me to go away on vacation with you. Like, not sure how that works. But right. I guess he's, you know, he's used to like doing something nice and fancy that 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 usually gets him what he wants, like with Carmela, for example. Right. So it's uh, interesting. All right. So, <laughs> so at this point, we're. Did you want to go to episode two with uh, yeah, the rap sure. pack? Yeah. Okay. So with the rap pack, Tony's actually in a diner, and we actually have Masarone Jack and gives him a painting of the Rat Pack. Tony doesn't know that Jack is an informant for the FBI. Patsy tips tips Tony off that Jack is a rat. Tony goes over to Junior's house. Finchie asks Tony if he has anything for Tony B. When he gets out, Tony tells him about the airbag scam. And Tony also buys Tony B. a cell phone. Carmine dies, and Bobby starts talking about how Carmine came up with the idea of uh, point shaving. Lorraine meets Chris at the wake of Carmine, and she's a lady sh- uh, Shylock. Phil makes a joke at Carmine's way. Carmine Jr. takes offense to the jokes, and Tony B. lost contact with his daughter. Yeah, it was. So it's it's a lot. I feel like you know, the first, mm-hmm. second, and, and third episode really of, of season five really have a lot, a lot packed in. But I think my favorite my favorite quote in season five, episode two was what Junior said at the end uh, when they were talking about Carmine dying and, and Tony's uh, <clears throat> laughing about, you know, what Junior wants to, to be, his ashes to be put under the moose, like when he's <laughs> when he's buried and then he says, keep joking, let me tell you right. something. It's like that game we used to play as kids, crack the whip. You run around like an idiot holding hands mm-hmm. as tight as you can and then the line snaps, somebody lets go and you're next. And it kind of just reminded me of you know, their fate all of them in the end and kind of how it's just like a domino effect later more more in season six but uh i feel like it was a lot of foreshadowing yeah right most definitely and it also kind of reminds me of that 
old song that we uh, not old song but this old game that we used to play as kids uh, ro- uh red rover red rover come over uh-huh. red rover and try and the kid would try and yeah. run through yeah. the ropes so that's kind of that kind of reminds me of that too in a sense that was like our version of crack the whip I, that i want to say but you know i definitely love the setup whenever it comes down to the fact when uh with beachy uh, whenever he's asking about to- uh, if Tony has anything for him, this goes to show you that he's actually going to be so a thorn in Tony's ass Feech? the whole entire season. Yeah. Okay. Feech. Okay. Feech. Yep. Yeah. He was. Uh. He. He also reminded me uh, a lot of, of Richie. Although, of course, Tony mm. you know, decided to have him just sent back to prison rather than with what he did with Richie. But yeah, I mean, he <laughs> clearly. I think with Feeches, he always saw Tony as a kid. Even when he got out, he always right. saw Tony as oh this this young guy that you know knocked off my card card game. Like he, I don't think he was ever able to fully respect him, and that's why he did something as no. stupid as you know everything that he did essentially. Right, because remember he said, "Oh Godfather, let me go in ahead and kiss the ring," and then, you know, when Tony's also making jokes and everything, he was pissed off at Tony. And, so we'll get and, they, and they were in prison for too. so long, you know. They get out, and and shit's not going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know what I'm saying. And he needs to he needs to fall in line, but he's old right. school, and he can't. You know what I'm saying. So it's it's tough for him, you know. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's like if you're you know in any industry, and then you go away, and then you come back all of a yeah, sudden, exactly. you know, 20 years later, it's I'm sure there are going to be a lot of things that are different right. that may not uh, make sense to you. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, because they're actually expecting to come out the mm-hmm. same way that they went in and wanting uh, things yeah, kicked up to work. them, and that's, that's not the way it works because new people are in mm-hmm. charge, the old people died, or they're older now, so therefore the new uh, regime is actually is elevated, right. which is yeah. Tony. What did you all think about uh, with and Jack everything. Masseron, the whole, like, I always thought that was interesting, Tony's process of, like, figuring out that he was the, the rat with just, like, their two the dinners that they had and, and whatnot. Oh, I thought it was fantastic to be honest with you, because if you notice, Tony was very silent during the time, even though he's eating pie, Tony wasn't giving him shit. Like you, you can definitely tell that Tony what knew that he was up to something, but he didn't know exactly what. And he even told him, he goes, Hey, take off your hat and everything and enjoy the uh, food and everything. But Jack never took off his hat. So that also indicated that maybe he had a wire on him as well. And he was also acting uh-huh. kind of weird mm. at the table as well. He acted like really awkward and also. Yeah, all like he kept asking him. He kept following up about, about business stuff. Like he was almost, he was being too obvious. But yeah, with, actually with the hat, you bring up a great point because that's kind of was just like a sign of disrespect. Absolutely. Like I'm thinking, remember with, with, with the guy in Artie's restaurant in, in season one that with the hat, like. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize so you just pointed that out. Like that's pretty much like an F you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yep. Exactly. It's a disrespect thing to him. And then also too, you know, I like I said, I thought that scene was really good. And then also too, you also have the two FBI agents outside of the diner. And then the cop actually winds up running the plates and it's actually someone that uh, Patsy knows and then Patsy tells mm-hmm. Tony. Yep, I remember he where he runs in. Like, and I remember, like, the music itself is, like, very, it's, like, very, you know, daunting, like, when, when they show Patsy running in mm-hmm. uh, to, to tell him about it. But yeah, with that, it was interesting, as I feel like with kind of the whole process, even up to them, you know, killing him, whoever did, it was more subtle, whereas, like, 
with Jimmy Altieri is like they literally show him like, you know, getting shot in the head. Whereas with this, it's just, you know, they briefly show him like in the trunk of the car. But you're kind of left to imagine right. what, what happens. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a lot. The- then let's see. Then we actually have Tony B doesn't want to be a part of the mob life anymore or anything like that. He's getting out. He wants to pursue being a massage therapist. Carmela, um, Adriana, and the girls have a film film club together. The FBI logo is at the start of the film and messes with Adriana's emotions. Tony B brings <laughs> a massage chair into the bank after getting off of work from. <laughs> The linen company and starts, uh, and then everybody so, starts. Let me ask y'all a question: What did y'all think about uh, Steve Buscemi's uh, role? You know, like uh, what, what do y'all? Th- how do y'all think he did? I think he did fantastic. Uh, I mean, like, I I never knew that he could act like that before that role. You know what I'm saying? Like, I thought he was just some funny guy, you know, that did, did little things here and there. I didn't know he could be a fucking gangster like that in a movie. I mean, he he did great. I think he did fantastic. I think he did. I don't know. I think I think he did very well. I was twenty. I was was having a conversation with someone earlier. We're talking like about how it was so tragic how things ended with his character because I I think he he really did want to want to do things right. Mm -hmm. I mean, even you know, I'm sure we'll get into this later in the season. But you know, if it weren't for him, I think Christopher would have been killed in in a regular round the margins uh, by Tony. You know, he, he he was the voice of reason. So then it's just ironic how then later mm-hmm. later on he's the one that kind of goes off the reservation. But I think it was just so many things, little things added together to that just really like he kind of just lost it. Um, it wasn't like one thing happened, but I think it was just over the course of the season, like from his kids saying they don't want to stay there mm-hmm. to, you know, having the, the issues with his, his girlfriend and then, you know, with, with the guy at work. And I think it was just kind of, you know, there was obviously the straw that broke the camel's back yeah. eventually, but uh, and I, you know, I, I'm sorry, I, I right. cut you off. Oh no, no, no! Please go ahead. No, 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 no! I was Bennett. Please. Yeah, no. Uh, they, um, you know, I think they did a really good job of showing, you know, when somebody's trying to turn their life around, you know, when they're used to that lifestyle, and then they're trying to do right, and how just everything just keeps shitting on them. You know, it's 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 tough, you know, and and a lot of people do turn back, you know, to crime mm-hmm. and shit when they get out of prison and. I think they uh the, they depicted that very well. I think they did very good, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. They def that was a, a really uh, important point. Um, yeah. I think he mentioned that even a couple of times. He's like, the, you assume that you know the ex-con is like you you know you can never fully let them back into society. Um, I did think he was like a, a he was very in, uh, in, into Meadow. Like, yeah, not, not that weird. I think there was like, <laughs> not that I think there was like anything really going on there, but he just, he, he certainly loved to bring her up, like how wonderful she was. Yeah, it was a little, it was a little weird. <laughs> it was just a side note. <laughs> it was right. Uh-huh. But you asked a question about Steve yeah, Cassini's thought, yeah, uh, acting ability, Mike, um, and everything. Uh, he did. He did fantastic. Not only that, but he actually directed an episode, oh, really? a couple of episodes. Oh, yeah, Pine Barrens. Believe it or not. Oh, yep. He directed Pine Barrens and I think a couple of others. And then David Chase said, look, we have a role for you. You want to take it? And Steve said, yeah, I'll take it. So that's how he became Tony D. He didn't even have to audition on anything, which is actually one of the things that Talking Sopranos was yeah. actually talking about because I well. remember when I was uh, that he didn't even know, have to audition. Was watching the show and I seen Steve Buscemi, I was like, he ain't gonna be able to play no fucking gangster role. This is gonna, and he blew my mind, man. He did, he did, <laughs> he did good. He did really good. 
Right. Right. And I also liked it too, the back and forth of Vito and the rest of the guys though. Especially whenever he's just uh talking breaking balls with them. He goes, Hey, are you gonna deal this? That's not cake, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah, and then when he started giving them all the massages and even like Polly and then Tony came in, he's like, What is this? A a leaf for one hour is a slumber party in here. <laughs> and then Paul was like, Ooh, my back. I haven't felt my back in years. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. It, it was that was it was good. It was almost like it was like a light scene. Then of course, you know, right. only for a little bit, but I felt like that was a yeah. little bit of nice comic relief. Right. In the middle of the show. But then we also see uh Tony B also breaking Tony's balls though too. Yeah. And disrespecting yeah, him, yeah. He goes, Ooh, you're oh, yeah. and that oh yeah, that he hated that he because that's like the one of the things that Tony hated the most. Like it, everything was so about appearances, like and, and so the idea that someone's like cracking a joke at the boss is like he can't to him. That's just so undermining because it's just such a I feel like a like a wound to his ego. Even though it's really just you know guys breaking balls, I think that. You know, Tim, that was like the ultimate. And, no and no. again, you know, uh, you know, right. uh, Tony B, he's just getting out of prison. He's thinking of it, you know, from the old days. And it ain't the old days anymore. You can't, uh, even though they're cousins, you can't break balls like you used to. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Tony's the boss now. Right. 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 Oh, one other thing that I thought was with season five, episode two, although it's not really just a season five thing, but Ray Curto, like how random is he? Just kind of like the whole time in the background, uh, you know, working with the FBI, and I like remember just him in the office of the FBI that, that this episode I think when he was like, you know, I got you something like where am I gonna get? I'm getting. Are you gonna give me a raise now? And then they were like, you didn't get oh, the yeah. making ceremony. So it was just like it reminded me of like a normal yeah, employer right. employee evaluation. Right. That, that made me laugh, though, to be honest with you. <laughs> Sometimes whenever they would actually do something. Oh like yeah, because he was he was pretty like obnoxious too, but interesting yeah. just how he kind of like nothing ever came of that <laughs> in in general with him. Let's see. We actually have episode three. Where's Johnny? Tony sitting at the bar at the Bing, and Tony B picks up their linens. Tony tells Tony B that it's hard to see him like that working a real job. Tony tells Tony B he would have been there the night of the boost boosting if it wasn't for him getting jumped and he got 15 stitches and Tony got 15 years. So you can actually tell there's some guilt there with some guilt and shame with him getting the 15 years, uh, 15 stitches and Uh Tony actually getting 15 years in prison because it was like the life that Tony B was supposed to have. Instead, Tony actually has that life. But, you know, this is actually something that's going to come up later on in the season. But I definitely liked how he caught. Yeah, there's he, a bit of resentment. He actually for sure. touched base yeah, on that. You could tell. Yeah, it's almost like you you wonder, like, does Tony B actually believe him that, you know, he, because obviously, of course, what had really happened was he had a, you know, a panic attack. Right. And, yeah. and then that's when he, when he, while he fell and, and had to get the stitches. But, uh, it's overall i feel like when tony looks back on it at the end of season five melfi kind of you know questions him like is it do you really feel guilty or is it more of just you feel like you like you don't want you don't want to be guilty like do you actually are you actually upset and you want to help him or is it more just you want to get this guilt off Mm -hmm. your shoulder in terms of of everything with with 
Tony right. B. And it's, and get this, that's exactly what it was. It was just more of like, okay, I feel guilty. Let me try and do anything I can to make more it right. So, which kind of reminds me also of like when they go visit guys at the hospital, like after guys get beat up, it's it's like I don't think it's something where they really, or maybe not all of them, but like with Tony, for example, when he goes and visits the guys at the hospital, I don't think it's so much of he cares, but it's like he wants to, he wants to kind of go through the motions and and do the right thing, yeah, so to speak, you know, so that they, so that they don't so you know go, so that they don't go to the right, cops right. or you know they don't try to you know start shit. Mm. And show right. kind of respect. Right, right exactly. And that's, you know. I'm and, glad. Let's see. And then Tony. Oh, no, no, no. I was saying, go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. So then we actually had, see Tony B is hanging around with Beach. And Beach uh, is talking bad about Tony and everything. Oh, we go, oh you're talking about the, uh, the godfather, huh? The young godfather. <laughs> The king of New Jersey. Yeah, you New can Jersey. just go, like, tell it that's not going to end everything. well already. Right. It... Yeah. Yeah, you could totally see that. Right. I, yeah. I didn't like Feach, you know, from the first episode that I saw him. And I just, I, I knew that was going to be bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was funny because when I, fir- I first couldn't stand him because I just, I thought he was just like, despicable and, and disgusting, mm-hmm. which which I think still think he is. I think, he, like, I, he's almost grown on me. Uh, cause I just, I, I think he's, he's so horribly horrible, but like in a good way for the, for the role that he's playing, uh, that it's amusing, but yeah, he definitely was an, an acquired taste yeah, for me. Sure. Uh, definitely was like a, you know, a ticking time bomb. Like, I, I don't think he could have, he could have lasted any longer so, than he did. Yeah. I mean, and, and it was just the show fantastic. has to have a villain, you know, and that, that's just, and that's who he was, <laughs> you know, he was, he was the guy that everybody hated, you know? Well, to be honest with you, when I was reviewing this, I at first, at the very first of the season, like whenever I wasn't reviewing anything, doing yeah. podcasting and stuff like that, I tolerated Beach. But now, when I'm reviewing this, oh, yeah, Beach actually got on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, I tolerated him. He's like the grandfather that shows up at your high school that you, uh, yeah. high school performance yeah. or something like that that you don't <laughs> That reminds me of Richie, too, when he did that. Sort of a Separately, though, there's a lot of parallels, I think. Oh, yeah, right, for sure, exactly, most definitely. And then, of course, you know, we actually see this happening with Tony B, though, where he's actually going to different sides, right? Because he doesn't know what side he wants to be on, it's like he's confused on his own identity and everything. If he wants to be with his cousin, if he wants to be with the New York uh, gang, with uh, Carmine Jr. He doesn't know where he stands within the mob itself. We actually see that being played out, even with Beach. It's like, well, maybe I should stay with Beach since I've done some prison right. time with Beach. Right. I think it's like it's something where anyone, whenever they'd come out of prison, I imagine a lot of it's just kind of adjusting and like finding your your new identity. But especially given that you know the power vacuum and and everything that happened with Carmine Lupertazzi Sr. dying, I feel like it was just even more chaotic mm-hmm. right. than usual. Good for an entrepreneur, and I guess that sense someone who you know wanted to be a free agent, but uh, for someone who wants stability, not so much. (laughs) Right. Yep. Right, and then of course this is also too when uh, Feach is telling Tony B to do the massage therapist job as a front, and Feach doesn't care for Tony, calls him (laughs) the boy king. Um, 
like I mentioned before, and then no. vitro landscaping <laughs> yeah. comes into play I on this one. I feel bad for the poor guy. I mean, guy. he broke the shit out of that guy's arm, huh? That was, I felt so badly for him. I couldn't even he, watch. He it was hard to watch, like, terrible. that part. Terrible. Oh, my God. Right. It would be different if the guy deserved it, but I couldn't, this is somebody, innocent bystander that was just doing a job. Like oh, he normally does for like, mean, like that, 20 that, years that since they've been away. Coming out of him, man. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't give a shit. <laughs> he broke the shit out of that guy's own. And let's see. Veach doesn't like it because his nephew does the neighborhood, does that part of the neighborhood. And Vitro has been doing the neighborhood for 26 years, like I mentioned. And Veach kicks the guy in the balls and takes him down and hitting him over and over again. And so then, of course, then we actually have Junior is having a hard time with his Alzheimer's and thinks he sees himself on TV and crew your enthusiasm and thinks, thinks that Bobby things. is on TV with him. I loved those little those little uh, <laughs> things of, of, of Junior watching TV, like which is later in the episode two when he generally says, "Oh, Perry dogs, they sleep during the day." Like it's uh, it's yeah, that was definitely right. a big Junior episode for for with uh with this one i think about also their dinner when uh when junior is kept repeating he never had the makings of a varsity athlete yeah. like this was a big a big varsity athlete episode <laughs> right for sure <laughs> matter of fact in the uh talking sopranos facebook group we like we have people that just post that quote all the time so oh you all are in that, that one too funnier. i should have assumed i guess it's like you know, <laughs> yeah yeah i'm in that group and the funny thing is that like they, there's actually a there's actually just some random guy. You know what? Today just sucks. It's just <laughs> my, uh, me not being a varsity uh, football player. So, <laughs> but you know, um, but then of course this is actually going to be my longest thing that I actually took notes on. Oh no, I remember, I remember. I think I saw you the other day. You're like, where's Johnny's? Multiple pages, but it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Right, and then Tony calls Bobby into the bing. Bobby wants to be on the streets more and earn more, especially after the promotion. And he's still taking care of Uncle Junior. Tony depends on Bobby. Yeah, and he's the only one that trusts him and tells him that maybe he can collect more. <laughs> Polly finds out that Petro got beat up. Don't from you love Polly's about the grapevine? Mom. How things get go through the grapevine? It's like it's, it's all it's over the grapevine. <laughs> right. It was crazy because New Jersey, you don't expect well, it's like, to travel. Yeah, that well, it's like with a regular around the margin. <laughs> sure we'll get to how, like, you know, the rumors spread so quickly, you know, not that the thing actually happened, but about Adriana with how they ended up in the hospital. Like, that was just like, bam, like, right, right away. Right. It was like playing telephone. That's what it reminded me of. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Yeah. Mike, that kind of reminds me of our Where time, are you right? all, Where do you all live or where are you all from? <laughs> Uh, Poplarville, Mississippi. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, very yeah. small. That's, very small. Uh, yeah. That is awesome. a little small town. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I oh. Think some, yeah, we actually like went to high school together. Probably, so. Like oh, Just wow. The county I live in has yeah, 2 million like people, that. or nearly almost 2 million. So <laughs> Jesus that's, uh, Christ, yeah, that's that's, a lot of uh, But 2,000, oh, wow. Shit. That's, uh, <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, good good things about that, though, but. As well. Well, we have a lot of uh, a lot of trees. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, it's about it. <laughs> <laughs> and cows and horses, but 
but anyways, um, let's see here. Then we actually ha- learn more, especially, okay, Tony calls Bob. Okay, so at that point, Polly finds out that Vitro got beat up from Polly's mom. And I also liked it whenever Polly's just pissed off about the situation. He's like, who, t- who the fuck did that? Mm. So, of course, he finds out his speech. And then um, oh. this is also too where Laureen flexes her was money my, from the bar. That was one of my favorites. Horrible that I I shouldn't say one of my favorite scenes because it's a horrible scene. <laughs> but but when, the, when he says next time there will be no next right, time, right? It really is. Like, it was just such a great Billy Atardo right. moment. It is because Phil comes in and slaps her and shakes her down and duct tapes her hands because she isn't paying up to Johnny. Lorraine has been paying up to Carmen <laughs> Jr. instead. She says she'll go down on them. And and my favorite line that she actually says, she and Gustav, you're probably tired. I thought that the whole, like, their relationship, like, when I, I just, I also think of when they were sitting with uh, with Angelo and, and Tony and Jr. Uh, to tell them, uh, this is, I guess, the next episode, um, or may have been this episode, but to tell Tony and Junior that they were having problems, and her partner Jason was like, "Blood potential bloodshed. We almost got killed." And she's like, "Jason, yep. men are talking here." <laughs> I was just like, "That was, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I love it." <laughs> and then, like you mentioned before, the book muffles out the shot and shoots her in the chest. The phone book doesn't even allow the bullet mm-hmm. to hit her. It makes. It only to the R's. Next time there will be no next time. Did he know that it was gonna stop, or or like was it literally just kind of totally like Russian roulette? Like, oh, it might might go through all the way through. I I would hope he knew, (laughs) but he he probably didn't. He probably probably did not know. I don't think. To be honest with you, knowing Phil and the loose cannon that he actually is, Johnny probably just sent him over there to send a message. So that's true. Phil's way of sending a message is, well, if you die, you die. If you don't, that's true. You live another day. And, you and she didn't learn. And she didn't. She <laughs> just, you know, I mean, I, I don't no. see how she would have thought that was going to end well. Right, right. <laughs> no, same. Then Angela meets up with Junior and Tony with Lorraine because Johnny wants her to kick up to him. And she's mad because Carmine Senior's uh, body isn't hasn't been dead long enough to even collect any maggots. <laughs> and Johnny wants her to kick up to him. Tony suggests having. I, I have to say, I made a, a couple of, of memes over the past couple of weeks with the parallel paralleling with uh with because oh, there's been so many headlines that. over the past few weeks about the Senate, the U.S. Senate having getting in a power sharing situation. So for one morning I saw that and I was like, I took a picture of it and I put it up next to <laughs> one of Tony talking about there being a power sharing situation. Like... That's great. <laughs> oh, wow. Another good, yeah. another good meme would be AT&T family share plan. <laughs> but, you know, that just made me crack up. And then, you know, where she pays up to Carmine Jr. and Johnny um, and Johnny and Angelo. Polly has a sit down with Beach <laughs> to talk about it was just... Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna. Say... It... Oh no, I was gonna. Yeah. Say... I, I feel like no, no, you know, no, no, with, go with, ahead. I want, I want to hear you with them again. Even though Tony was the boss, I feel like you know Beach doesn't really fully respect him, and I also think that Polly has resented him for a while. So I feel like just that whole conversation among the three of them wasn't really like. I just felt like they kind of still wanted to do their own thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. 
Definitely. And you get, and Paulie's always the type of person that mm-hmm. wants to take things yep. into his own hands rather than go into Tony first. Which is also yeah. what oh, picked, yeah. uh, and then picked even him off in season three, four. It's, it's kind of ironic when you think about it how like at the Christopher's making ceremony way back when Polly was like, if you have a problem, you just got to go to this guy. Then meanwhile, like when Christopher actually went to him with something about Polly, he's like, don't you ever go talk to him again about other like, issues. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> and then this is where Johnny and Tony have a meeting about Lorraine, <laughs> yeah. about Phil, about uh, power sharing plan. <laughs> Johnny said, and this is yeah. my favorite one that Johnny says, Johnny always has the best lines. Because remember uh, in season uh, four, whenever they talk about Jenny Sack, about how big she is, <laughs> and everything, yeah. what does he get to do? Fuck my wife for a million? So, so when Johnny, then when he talks about the power sharing plan with Johnny, <laughs> he, goes, he asks, what the fuck is this? The and UN then actually, and then little Carmine uses the, the, the UN later in the season in, um, in Unidentified Black Males. He's like, this is not, this isn't the UN. Like he says it in a much more yep. you know, calm way than, than, than Johnny Sack, but calmer way. It was similar. Right. But to me, whenever he goes off on a tangent like that, uh-huh. it just makes it that yeah. much funnier when he gets Yeah, down. they all have, it's interesting how they all have so, their little bit, like, things though. that, that really tick them but... off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're all like children. I mean, they're uh-huh. all like spoiled freaking children. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think even yeah. Camilla said that, <laughs> yeah. though, in season one. Yeah, kids that, that they're them. like kids. <laughs> you know, kids that'll blow your fucking head off. <laughs> right. Now we actually see the Alzheimer's though with Junior though. He he's actually sneaks out of the house, drives or around, looking for Johnny for Junior Soprano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no 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 worries. Um, yeah yeah yeah. This yeah, is uh, Sorry about that. There was yeah. a little bit of comic relief in that one too when the the woman who was I think she was homeless who she went and found him on the <laughs> he was sitting at the bus stop <laughs> and he said to you and I had relations. <laughs> right. <laughs> goes, you dry? I'll give you half, half now, half later. <laughs> and he goes, Shh. he goes, oh, fuck. Okay. I need to find my car. And he just gets okay, up and shit. leaves. I was like, wait a minute. Uh, Johnny has to fuck me up. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm back in it. I'm back in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well. No, it's fine, man. Because remember, uh, Junior is yeah. actually going into this old building that Johnny probably used to run, and that's whenever these other guys, some other guys, actually own the place now. And he says, "Wait, you're talking about those Italian guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there hasn't been anybody poor around here in man, like over twenty, Junior. maybe thirty years." Yeah, he was. Uh, <clears throat> so you know, but one thing I actually I, and I thought was really was really good was that um, Dominic Chinese he actually had you know did a lot of like studying and he he really learned like the you know the, the the behaviors and kind of mannerisms and some things that that people in real life with with alzheimer's have because he wanted it to be realistic like mm-hmm. not just then but but throughout the you know remainder of the series which i thought was just you know good in in general in terms of just you know oh yeah for sure definitely but definitely now this is actually my favorite thing oh, yeah. though paulie has actually listened to a self-help tape <laughs> on peace yeah. and learning when to strike and not destroy. <laughs> he pulls up on the other company oh, yeah. that's actually yeah. doing uh, landscaping. <laughs> 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 
and uh, he takes the uh, he beats them up and also makes one of the guys fall off the tree with the uh, with the hang glider or whatever that he has. And then uh, yeah. he beats him up, and then he t- and takes the push mower with him. <laughs> that was great. And, and then poor like, Salvatro, the when when you know Polly came to like give him the good news that he was he was getting some some of his work back, he was like, you know, he thought Polly was just gonna like make it all right, but he's like, no, it, you know, it's a compromise. Like you can get, you know, you get this five hundred dollars, and then you can take keep half the the block. And uh, <laughs> you know, he's like, I gotta eat too. And I think like it wasn't until right. then that that Salvatore really realized just like how te- how transactional all of this was. Like this isn't because he really cares about you; it's just because you know he's just doing it for, for transactional reasons. <laughs> yeah, poor guy. Right, and then also too, we also mm-hmm. dealing with Bobby worrying about Junior, wondering where he's at because he's missing, and then. Janice comes in. She, you, no. This is the thing that she pissed me know. off. She does not care about where Junior is and everything. <clears throat> but yeah, when he was when Bobby's mourning and everything over his wife, she said, you need to go on here and get up and do what you need to do to take care of my uncle. Now, all of a sudden, because it doesn't benefit her and everything, she's pissed off because right, of the fact yeah. that uh, you know, Bobby um, just she can't go lay down or whatever. Man. I mean, he just, he really doesn't, you know? He's a, he, he's you know, and I think that's why it's so sad at the, you know, at the, at the end, what happens with yeah. him, because he's, I think he actually really cares mm-hmm. for, for Junior, whereas, you know, with, with, with Janice and even Tony, but I mean, even mostly Tony. Janice, like Janice was in it for Janice. Yeah, for it sure. Was, uh, you know, she, she could play the role of the, you know, the, the, oh, we'll do the Sunday dinners and, you know, kind of fake it for a little bit. But then when it came down to it, I mean, she, she didn't want to go like actually put effort into taking care of him you know she complained to tony like oh i'm taking care of these kids now but like i mean she just you know was kind of just laying down a lot like like mm-hmm. like bobby said and uh you know he definitely he, he he did not get enough credit no no not at all no, no. and let's see here after that adriana is wondering how much longer she has to keep ratting out tony Fichi and Polly reaches out to Tony about Vitro. The two of them split the neighborhood, and then Uncle Junior is diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And then that's also left the. This actually broke my heart because mm, of yeah. what Tony asked. Yeah, uh, that was, Junior. That was tough. He goes, Don't you love that? Me? Was a that was a sad and even just kind of like the out the ending mm-hmm. scene and just even like the the music. It felt very. It was I don't know. It was very like ominous. I just felt like it was very you know kind of like dark things are are ahead like it was very you know it's it, it was really sad mm-hmm. and you yeah, could tell that cool. tony was sad also even mm-hmm. though he, he'd never admit it you could tell that he was yeah for sure definitely and also shows like mm-hmm. at the end of an era for that also represents the end of the era for right. junior uh, absolutely as far as yep, this point a- goes absolutely. he's no longer and in I his think right before mind before then like even in, in season four you could kind of so, you know you weren't really sure there were times when he you know seemed like he was a little bit out of it but you weren't fully you're like okay maybe he's just you know just being old but yeah season five like was when you really like know that he had he was past the point of of full confidence mm-hmm. yeah Right. Let's see. And then episode four, we have all happy families. That's actually episode four. 
when AJ is practicing to drive or what <laughs> seems to be practicing driving, but it's more of like Grand Theft Auto oh, yeah. going back and forth in the night of the drive. Oh, no, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Tony B, what's that? Oh, no, no, no. That was, um, I was just going to say, I feel like. That, you, uh, did you have something to add to that? Or? Interesting about season five is I feel like it's just a lot of like family affairs as a whole. So I just, I thought that the, the all happy families, it could almost be like a, a, mm-hmm. a name for the season five as a whole. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Let's see. Then uh, Tony B is at Tony's house, bringing his nephews with the water hose. Tony tells Carmela about how he's not going to therapy. Carmela and Tony have to go to the school meeting for AJ. This is actually where it takes off with the whole entire thing with the parent conference te- teacher meeting with Wegler. And yeah. um, Maureen gets whacked <laughs> by Phil and his crew, which. Yeah, this to me, this scene was kind of funny because he's actually slapping her on the ass. With you notice how it's it's uh, <laughs> how she's crawling. It, it's kind of eerie how you know that's essentially what Adriana's doing. I mean, Adriana's clothed, of course. Yeah, you but know, I, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, you're, no shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Later in the series, and it's one uh, of those things where you're like, it may have absolutely nothing to to do with other thing. It could be a total coincidence, but of course, how same. David Chase he throws these things in. Yeah. So but it was, it was the same way. They were both crawling the same way. That is, that is kind of eerie. <laughs> you know? You're right. Yeah. It was definitely eerie and everything. I, to be honest with you, I kind of picked up on it this go round, opposed to before yeah. because mm-hmm. I wasn't reviewing anything. So it was kind of foreshadowing. In a sense, uh, but yeah, then of course you know, Jason right. is also dead. Her boyfriend's dead, so he she doesn't have any backup or anything. And then Angelo gets the call that Lorraine got whacked. Carmine Jr. is mad at the war with Johnny about Lorraine. Peach visits Tony about who should have yeah, done the a, position it's, of New it's, York. It's a mess. Talks about Adriana. Uh. It's and I think that little little Carmen, obviously, as we'll see later in the next season, he's just like he doesn't want to be bothered with this with this nonsense. Which you know, and at the end of the at the end of the day, I think he he makes the the right decision uh, and kind of has you know, that epiphany. But uh, you know, you could tell that it's just like it's getting messier and messier. Yeah, for sure. And then... right. Yeah, because uh, remember in season one, it's Tony funny said how they were saying that how job. like Tony so, was at t- asking Ray if he wanted to be the boss like way way back in the beginning, oh, yeah. no. and it's like you wonder like was he already talking to the government then? But it's just it's <laughs> ironic how I can't see him as boss at all. No. But and and then also of course in this one is uh yeah, the, he has no eyebrows Tony yeah. that's when he when AJ goes to the concert. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh yeah! I actually posted on Facebook where uh, I said, "Oh my uh, God, That's AJ did so the Gorilla Glue challenge I before anybody think else of before that. it was cool." He is, <laughs> he's such a little dipshit. I mean, <laughs> he is. Um, yeah. But also, too, this is also where Tony B's at the poker game. Uh-huh. And we can actually see where he's slowly getting it back into the mob life again. Because he's is actually picking when, up uh, on the poker game and stuff like that. Yeah, laughing! This is where he's... so funny. And then when Tony's like deciding what to do about him, he has like a little flashback and you can see just there still. 
Uh-huh. Oh, let's let's talk about that for a minute. Uh, yeah. Because remember, Carmella also was the one who brought that to Tony's mm-hmm. attention. Because normally Melfi is the one who actually brings certain things to his attention. But since he hasn't been in therapy, Carmella was the one who said, That's do you right. want to know why those yeah. guys laugh at you? It's not because they enjoy your jokes or anything. It's because they fear you. So when we yes, see that like, flashback, like, like Beach is over there <laughs> bothering something with a butter knife and just being pissed off. <laughs> right? And also, too, this uh, another thing, though, that I actually wanted to touch base on is the joke that he actually oh, yeah. tells where yeah. he where Feature's actually talking about this bell-bottom girl or this girl yeah. that he goes, she started. bent over and, and then Tony goes, and kapoots. And that was just in the whole <laughs> dynamic there with, with, with right. Dr. Freed and, and how awkward is it when, when Tony's like, I never got my invitation to the to this wedding. <laughs> I, I felt like that was just I, I feel like that was also kind of Tony realizing like these guys aren't really my friends right because it's something like if he were a friend like he would have you know gotten an invitation to this guy's wedding I feel like you know it was something little but something that I felt just kind of added on to his insecurity mm-hmm. mm. definitely and then also too like you mentioned the wedding and everything Jewish wedding just they beach winds up doing this whole entire thing where he winds up stealing everybody's cars and yeah, puts it them on the lift. And it was, just it was like so a like, very perfectly orchestrated hit. <laughs> Done. I guess, I, I don't know if it was like, if Feach really didn't know that he was a friend of Tony's, even though he told him, or if he just literally didn't didn't care. I, but I, just, I, I was like, dude. Yeah, I don't think he cared. <laughs> like, no. I I, I think he knew, but also didn't care. <laughs> because if you think about it, whenever he's over there buttering yeah. whatever the hell he's buttering, um, he's pissed off. And then, of course, that guy's also mm. there too, his yeah. friend's there. So he's trying to think of a way to actually backstab his friend. So that's whenever he decides. And don't forget, his friend's uh-huh. also talking about yeah. how much money he's spending on the wedding and things like that, and about the car. Yeah, well, and also so, he probably still had resentment from so back when they gave him an know, robbed shot. his card game back in the day. So he's probably like, "Oh, you all, you know, came yeah. and did this to me. Like, it's I still have my turn now." Yeah. Eye for an eye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, then Tony has a meeting yeah. about AJ's grades. This is where Camilla and Tony both have the meeting with about AJ's grades. Tony buys AJ a car. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, his, which, once he which brings his grades happens. out, he can drive it. I, I thought it was interesting how um, in the meeting with uh, Dr. Wegler, how he he kind of suggested therapy. And then this is where Tony's like, whatever happened to Gary Cooper, the strong and silent type? And then mm-hmm. the regular was like, well, Gary Cooper's not a 16-year-old boy. And then Tony <laughs> goes, well, he was at one point. And it's just like... That was good. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. It's it's really comical between the two of them. I'm gonna be honest with you. Whenever you <laughs> right, Gary yeah. Cooper, right, exactly. Because he so thinks that Gary like Cooper can save him from you know, any situation, a, a, an actual <laughs> thing, as opposed to just a, a fictional character. <laughs> right, right. Then, oh no, no, go ahead. Character. No, I was, I was exactly was Gary Cooper. Nothing. Then let's see. Oh, go on. I'm sorry. Okay, and then AJ's teacher wants to have a meeting with Carmella about AJ's grades, <laughs> and AJ and Carmella uh, in, about AJ's grades, mm-hmm. and then Carmella uh, at 
for like you know they have dinner together. Carmella tries to talk to AJ about Gromit, yeah, like, tries to actually be on the same level as uh, you know I read that episode when he's playing the drums and of course he just winds up being an asshole to her over and over again and I wanted to strangle him it's just it's it's, it was so aggravating to me Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was really aggravated just by how he was talking to to Carmella like you know she was trying to be obviously like you know she brought up the Beatles but she could have been other random things but like she was just literally trying to make conversation and then he was just like he he was just so he was not good to Carmella. Yeah, he was all. being a little prick. He was being a little prick. I, I, I couldn't stand him. I, I, I did not like AJ. <laughs> you know, you know it's, yeah. yeah. Me either. Yeah. With yeah, the yeah, eyebrows. Yeah. And then this is also where AJ goes to the Mudbane concert. <laughs> and I like when Tony looks at him the next eyebrow. day. Goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? There's something off with you. <laughs> <laughs> weird sex with the it's, with the teacher which is funny because it's actually Carmel the one that ends up sleeping with the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> but then he thinks it's gay <laughs> there are funny right. like random random <laughs> pair you know like, ironies um one other thing that i always thought was interesting about uh when, right. when wegler and Carmel go to dinner is when he's telling her about that madame bovary book and the way he describes it he's like it's horrifically funny though tragic it re- reminded me of just like a description of the sopranos itself. yeah for sure <laughs> definitely oh, that's always sticks out to me <laughs> mm. definitely yeah let's see and then of course this is also where feach is going to be the end yeah. of Feech now oh yeah because chris asked Feech to store the flat screen tvs in the garage and i love how they're playing it off like Hey man, we gotta get the fuck out of here and everything because of the fact that you know we have this business thing going on. <laughs> if you're just like, what? what? What's psychology. going on? He goes, Nah, you don't want to hear about it. And then <laughs> next thing you know it, <laughs> right? And then of course he goes on his doors the flat screen TVs. Mm-hmm. The his parole officer comes over, and of course we already know we got tipped off. So he's like, What's in the yeah, What's in the garage? <laughs> and then what does Peach say? I forgot the line that he actually yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He says, "Oh, weapons of my weapons of mass destruction." Uh-huh. That's right. Because don't forget, those were during oh, the first and then he days, said the, the so when mass destruction was like in TV, every quote. It was in the quest. So. A friend of mine passed away. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I, just, like I actually well. thought when I, I remember when I first saw that episode, I thought he was going to try to kill the parole officer. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean, I'm like. Mm. To be honest with you, mm. I felt the other way. To be honest, I thought, with you, yeah, I, I thought, thought he was like, gonna go for it. Like, yeah, I thought he was gonna. Like, I'm, I'm dead. I'm done. You know? He's like, I'm either going because... back to prison anyway, so yeah, let me right, just try right. to get away. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I think Tony played that well, man. I, you know, I mean, <laughs> he either had to whack the guy, right? Or set up. Yeah. Man, I feel like he did that. You know, he, he did him justice because he didn't deserve to die. He's just a, a confused old man. You know what I'm saying? Like this, this ain't your time anymore, old man. You know, so that's no. just, so he did what he had to do, and I, I right. think he played it well. Yeah, I think he he it's a lot exactly easier to resolve than you know having to go chop him up in the back of the statue. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right, exactly. But I also felt like too, there's different ways yeah. that you can kill somebody. You can kill them physically, but mentally, oh, sure. or, or that's you a can great point. Kill them spiritually. That's a really great point. And that's what he did. He killed his spirit. 
So that's what my philosophy was. Um, now we have this whole entire thing with Wegler and Carmela. Uh, <laughs> they wind up sleeping together. She goes in the bathroom and finds that weird ass book and everything. Oh, this was a then this, episode this episode five, and, have, and, and uh, irregular around the like margins. Very heavy Adriana episodes where I felt badly for her. Yes. Yep. So. Uh, yeah, know, sure. So, um, and it's funny. Actually, I just one, rewatched though. that one and and Long Term Parking to. today, and it's. Ugh, I mean, it's there's 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 so much to to say about it. But I think, uh, you know, what really got to me the most was when Christopher, you know, kind of slapped her and just dragged her out of out of the apartment. Um, it was like, you know, he had hit her before, but I feel like that was the first time where it mm-hmm. was like just really like it was hard for me to watch mm-hmm. um and i think uh it kind of ties in also the thing we were talking before about the grapevine because you know obviously nothing mm-hmm. you know no- nothing happened with 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 her and i guess i'll summarize it a little bit better of course that you know they christopher's on a trip to north carolina so adriana and tony they they do some kind of coke the club and then they were were driving to get more and then of course they get in an accident and uh and Christopher thinks that it's because she was you know, giving him a blowjob while driving. And uh, he doesn't believe her and thinks that that's what happened. And then, of course, it, it spreads around like that, even though they didn't actually do that in the first place. Right. Uh, and so then that's I feel like it's it's kind of one of those things, just like the perception, like where Tony B made Tony feel badly by saying you're a fat joke, like feeling like everyone thinks that your fiance was with this other guy. It's almost like he's more embarrassed for himself. Like he didn't actually really, he was not concerned about Adriana's well-being. He was just more concerned about his own, his own position. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And that's really how it would go. Like if, if this was a real life situation, that's the, unfortunately, that's how it would go. You know, people would say, Oh, she was with this guy and, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and they were doing whatever, you know, yeah, that's people are messy, you know, that's, you know, and, and they put a little bit of realism in it. And I like that. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Same here. And like you mentioned, Stephanie, earlier, this is actually where we actually deal with some realism, though, too, where, remember, you know, Tony B was actually the worst, uh, was actually the voice of reason with this right. situation. Right. He's like, Tony, let's try it my way first. We don't have to kill Chris. So they go on ahead, go where the ER doctor is, and... That's when he winds up saying, "Well, how the hell would I know right. if she wasn't having oh, that was sex great. or not?" And I then it went into the whole entire detail like of the clap hole and everything straight up, else. Like, I don't lie. I'm not in um, the business of lying. Yeah, uh, that was good. <laughs> and then also, too, the doctor scared shitless though, because after uh, Tony B goes on ahead and confirms that she wasn't going down on on Tony or anything. He, and Tony's like, here, right. here, here's like, some money for you. I just want to get out of here. And, and he was so confused. Walks, like, Tony B, he's like, are door. you a doctor? <laughs> it, it was, that was just, that was a, a lot. And, and I feel like Christopher kind of had nine lives. And I mean, definitely oh, God, yeah, one sure. of them on there. But, uh, you know, it, it was sad. But I think it was after that point, it was never going to, really be the same with Tony and Christopher again. Right, right. No. 
same. Not only that, but if you remember in season one, you know, Chris makes good cases, but he does it at the wrong time. Especially yeah. with the right. random alone and thing, that's what he goes, was doing, and you know, I feel like with like the regular around the market, how friend. he came in and started like <laughs> you know, like, shooting it up. I feel like that was his own like say hello to my little friend Scarface. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. and yep. then also too, this is also where Adriana is suffering with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, as well, and. Also, too, Finn doesn't know what Tony does for a living. Because remember, he's at the club. Meadows. He's a really hard worker. And he's like, wow, what a great guy. He must really know how to how to stay busy. I mean, yeah, I can just imagine if I were, you know, I've seen like Fireman in that situation. I probably would have felt pretty awkward, too. But at the same time, it's almost like she knows that he is that he, you know, works at these places like as a front for his business so it's almost like she's it's it's making her see things that she had been able to previously not see that now she's kind of bumping right head into them head first mm-hmm. right and this is also too where tony mm-hmm. goes back to therapy oh and don't yeah forget, adriana yeah, and looked like they it, were about to kiss until get, somebody banged on the door weird you know what I'm saying? It got, it got yeah. like, oh, shit. Uh, and I love how Melfi acted so Tony... like he had made progress. Like, right. She was like, you were able to not act impulsively. Yeah. And you, you you knew something. There was something you wanted to do, but you didn't do it. And it was like, no, they didn't do it because there was a knock at the door. Yeah, for like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. And I was kind of hoping it no, Right. I mean, I'm not going to lie. It wasn't for that. It would have been interesting. Yeah, it would have been. But, been, you know, sure. then... <laughs> Me too. I think so too. <laughs> also, like how the FBI. I, I felt so badly for for, for Adriana right oh, there because it was like different. you know you could just tell like she was literally getting ripped <laughs> apart like you oh know God, literally yeah. like physically and mentally and I was like right. the whole time they were just like you know it, it, mm-hmm. I mean I guess obviously she, right. you know, I'm not saying she was completely innocent but it was you know I felt like she was one of the people in the show that you felt that they you know genuinely like had a good heart and meant well. And the fact that she was just like torn apart was mm-hmm. so badly. Yeah. Right. And then, you know, this is another thing, though, too. Like, I'm, like I mentioned before with Tony, <laughs> remember whenever everybody's making up rumors and all that stuff? Right. He's like, everyone and assumes Tony I did. I should have just done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Oh but yeah, with Tony, he was always like he wanted a tangible advice. Like, like, okay, I'm, like I'm coming here to you. Like, what have you given me? Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was a. It's the pretty get. Right. I feel like the more we get into season five, kind of like the hev- the heavier it gets. Although, of course, there's that like one episode in the middle that's kind of random <laughs> in Camelot, which I guess we'll probably just give over. <laughs> Yeah, that you oh, and I talked about I that. that was like, a matter of fact, I only have maybe a page and a half for Camelot because <laughs> of how creepy that episode. I mean, I, that's a good description for you, it. You know what's funny? I actually call it the creepy episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's go with sentimental education episode six for two hundred, Alex. Oh, so let's see. Uh, so 
Tony B's linen truck gets stolen. Tony B shows up at the linen company. Kim is pissed at him, judging him, judging Tony B for being an ex-con and thinks that Tony B planned for the truck to get stolen. AJ and Tony have an argument. Carmela is going on a date. Uh, yeah, Carmela is actually going on a date with Wagner again with the with AJ's teacher. She also has a meeting with the teacher about AJ's grades. Everything yeah. about this yeah, is nothing about, about AJ's grades over <laughs> and over and over again. It, it comes, re- comes to be a repetitiveness with the episode. <clears throat> and, and it goes with the whole essay about being plagiarized. Tony B is trying to study for his masseuse exam. And yeah. I find that actually funny that he I, actually has a gangster trying to help. Oh no, him I was going to say I think it's it's, it's funny again. how they always have like <laughs> but, they'll be this big serious gangsters, but then they'll have these very like random, seemingly not even like with the sun to zoo, like <laughs> yeah. kind of like little things that 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 you know, makes them I guess more more human I guess. But yeah, still, in a, innocent moments, right. yeah. <clears throat> right. Because remember, Vito's actually helping him study, and then Chris comes in there. To me, Chris is like being a rapper with uh, with right. He's also just come up rehab, with something so like, witty you know I mean? he's on top his, of his like, head to be encouraging to him. Just kind of went through this whole like through this whole you know, way, like looking at things, <laughs> positive motivation. So I feel like he's all like that's all fresh in his head. So he's uh trying to you know uh, promote those <laughs> promote that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that's. That that fucking oh gosh (laughs) right and then Father Phil freeloading Father Phil (laughs) and you can tell Father Phil this is nothing about him being a priest and telling him what telling uh, Camilla what's right and what's wrong this is actually about his own feelings for Camilla if you actually think about it underneath the surface Father Phil and Carm have dinner and she tells Father Phil about. Her and the teacher like, having that's sex. Father Does Phil doesn't know? like it and consults he's, with. Uh, he's and wants her to I mean, I personally Tony thought he it. got off really easily, like, in, you know, in, in, back in season one, because I'm like, if that were in season five, For like, sure. he would have been a dead man. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. That was it. Right. Definitely. <clears throat> and then I'll go ahead. And then, of course, my other favorite thing he tells her, go, um, Carm goes, well, didn't God put that feeling there? And then put that knee there? He goes, no. Did you put mm-hmm. that knee there? Or did you? Did, or did uh, God put that knee there? Or is there something that you want fulfilled? So there is mm-hmm. that need there. Carm- so pretty much Father Phil actually did a little reverse psychology on Carmela and everything because she does want to maybe hoping right and it's if she sleeps with the teacher maybe really he might actually of it get, like that. Um, it wasn't until Wegler kind of like freaked out on her i can remember the first couple of times i was watching it i was first like oh why did he he do that and i still think he handled it poorly but, but then the more i rewatched it and i realized like how much of their conversation was consumed by talk about aj yep. It was just, I mean, I, I couldn't blame him really for, for thinking that she was trying to use him. Not that I thought he handled it well, but uh, I could totally, I could see where he was coming from in that regard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me too. But 90% of my page notes is nothing Season about AJ's grace. So that's just <laughs> right, yeah. how many times Basically. Camilla drove to be crazy about AJ's grace. Yeah. 
Oh, and, uh, and it was like if, if Vito Corleone can get a C for doing nothing for the teacher, pleading with the teacher, like full little Godfather reference. <laughs> right. But I do have to admit, AJ was trying to do his best with some of the stuff that he was doing. Not not all of it was probably on him because I actually can relate to some teachers that were like that in a sense that was out to get me and stuff like that to the point where they were actually trying to make up certain grades just oh, yeah, so I could but, feel. But so I, mean, I could actually feel for a kid uh, AJ on that on some level, but it, it that he is a slacker. There's no other way. You know, it's, 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 you know, repetitive over and over AJ's grades and shit, but I mean, realistically, he was just a fucking brat kid, you know, doing kid shit, you know. I, I was gonna say, oh no, no, no. oh no, I was gonna say, I thought it was right. interesting just how when, uh, but like when I said, Carmella but, and Wegler when they had their little sorry, parting, and she's like, oh, "You better watch your step." It reminded me of how she wasn't back in full leather jacket in season two, where she kind of had that momentary like, "I'm gonna mm-hmm. you know, act like a, a too intimidating mom wife," but yeah. I just thought that was it. I thought it was interesting. <laughs> Right. And then let's see, then you actually have this is where I just yeah. kind of like a little side yep. note that yeah. um Father Phil is just jealous of yeah. the fact that well, he's the teacher got some and he didn't. back and forth is gonna go away. <laughs> he wants that. You know what I'm saying? That's, like he that's knows actually that he's how I feel actually have sex with Carmelo, but he you know, he he likes that interaction. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what he gets off on, you know. The spiritual thirst. That's right. Yeah. Like what she was mm-hmm. saying to him in, in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. But I also want to bring something up real quick about this episode. This is also too. I like mm-hmm. how the linen truck is actually focused on Tony B's feet because it starts off with him with work boots on, and then when he wakes up from that poker game, yeah. he's in that suit. He's in a in one of those uh, sh- other type of shoes, you know, like the mobsters wear, and it shows him going back in that life, sure. being a mobster. Sure. Oh yeah, the, the for sure. legit okay. life alone, which is I think Tony actually had I mean, that planned out from the get go on how to lure him. I mean, straight up, you know what I mean? Like that's that's what he was, you know, when he came out of prison, he was somewhat molding him for that, you know. And uh, I mean, it just right. It, it's really to me, it's just it's so fucked up how it ended for Tony B, you know. But I mean, it had to be done, you know. So yeah, it was, and that's why I think Christopher got was felt so threatened by him because I think he realized <clears throat> that Tony wanted Tony B to kind of be his, you know, yeah. the, the red number two. Right. Yeah. Let's go to. Uh, this is also too where Kim found the linen truck. He apologized to Tony B and Kim wants to be business partners with Tony B after he passes his exam. Kim wants his daughter to work for Tony B. AJ moves back into the house, <laughs> which I also find it funny, though, too. We also forgot to mention that Artie and Tony both live together because Carmine, Carmine kicked him out of the house. So, you actually so Artie, I was thinking back when you mentioned how you thought that Tony, that B, or that Tony had kind of that so. all in his head planned for Tony B. It reminded me how when Artie, back in season four, was telling Tony that he sees things 20 steps ahead, that he's like a hawk <laughs> and that he knows things are going to happen. That it just kind of reminded me of the thing with Tony and, and Tony B in terms mm-hmm. of watching to come mm-hmm. back into life. Right. It also brings up 
uh, where the um, yeah. gambler, oh, yeah. though, too, <laughs> where the degenerate gambler, where he, he says, you're like a shark. You already knew that this was going to happen. So I like that yeah. analogy as well. So it does play out pretty well in this other seasons where they actually mention that. So let's see. With Tony uh, B, he, okay, so... Back. So Vito helps Tony B studying for his exam. Carla makes out with AJ's teacher in the car. Carmela and the teacher sleeps together. Tony B takes his physical therapy exam and passes it. Carmela tells Father Phil that her and the teacher... Yeah, this is where we actually mentioned all the stuff that we just mentioned. Tony B and Tony's massage... Oh, is that, as a matter of fact, Tony B uh, and Tony S is at the massage business, uh, business and Kim's daughter walks in. And then that's when Christopher uh, <laughs> says, uh, looks "And Tony at the, B was like actually trying to be serious, like he, out, he, he was was not looking, looking at her and sexually, like he was actually just trying it's to, so... you know, be professional." And then yeah, yeah, that's all Christopher yeah. thought of, and I think Tony <laughs> B was just kind of irritated at that because he's like, "Really? Like I'm trying to do a fucking good thing here." Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And then also, too, remember, too, he's also making yeah. references that there's actually a food restaurant next to the place. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. And let's see here. Tony B finds drug money and and drugs. Tony B slowly is getting back into oh, the life yeah. of the mob, like I mentioned, yeah. and beats up Cam. I think the reason why he beat, beats up Cam is because right. he's busting his ass. He's the only he's one. Right. Think of it. He's the right. only right. one that's working he's his ass off. Like he's the dollar's not doing you know, anything. Like if it not Tony, doing like anything I would to never, All I would he has is that little mini mark. Yeah. Like, he's more the like hell he's out. just kind of testing him. So now we're getting into the creepiness. Of episode seven and Camelot. This is my least favorite episode. <laughs> I really don't like this episode, but Tony and Janice are arguing in front of AJ. Tony remembers having a dog named Pippi, and their father took the dog to the pound and put the dog down. Tony visits his father's grave. Tony sees a woman sitting on his, the bench, his father's mistress, Fran uh, Flingstein. Tony, fa- Tony's father took his dog to Fran's house instead of bringing the dog to the bed. <laughs> Chris is an AA sponsoring James Mummer, an ex-addict and TV writer. Uh, Fran wears yeah, JFK's yeah. hat and things happen. I think when day. he when he Mr. realized President. that she, because she said, "Tony's oh, going to wear that money." That like I have a hard time paying the phone bill. And then when she then started talking about how she had like bought these like fancy shoes, I think that's when he first realized like she's a little kind of full of shit. Yeah. And then I yeah. think from then on he was just more and more like turned off by her mm-hmm. right yeah and also too you know this is actually after he winds up getting the money from phil and right. yeah. she was supposed to do things for <laughs> like her to actually help her. Like, uh... but she's just mm-hmm. a common hustler she grew up on mm-hmm. you know she's she's doing Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because think of it, she did the same thing to his father. And, the whole thing. Lived with and like how he was with how Johnny was with her that night when don't do. I guess apparently Livia had a, a <laughs> it was just weird. Where she was in the hospital when she was pregnant. And that was like and then when he made Tony lie or he you know encouraged Tony to lie and say that they were at a baseball game. 
because like yep. that's just he put him in a really crappy situation yeah, for sure right then this is also too when uh the race car the mini race car track which is barely even functional functioning anyways and bill doesn't want to give any part of the money mm-hmm. to her and then Hish uh, makes out a deal, and then they come to an agreement. Well, Hish does. Phil doesn't. <laughs> and then <laughs> this is actually where it actually picks <laughs> up a little bit, where Phil is ducking Tony for the money that he owes him, and Tony and Phil <laughs> goes on a high-speed chase, causing Phil to cr- crash the car. My third line in that scene is like, hey, and you sister, know, he just are you there, okay? Like he fucked his neck up and are you okay, mister? Like, you know, you Give know, me my fucking money. <laughs> Oh my God. I know. I could. I was like, "Ouch!" Although you know, I didn't feel too badly because it was Phil. But I was right. like, "Ow!" That like would. I heard that they had to when they were filming that scene. I don't remember where I read it or where I heard, but that they like had to do it a bunch right. of times because, for whatever reason, like they. I don't even remember why, but it was just something with with the street it was very. Oh yeah, because it was like an actual. I don't think they closed oh down the street. I think mm. there was something, something mm, okay. like that. But uh, oh. yeah, that's mostly what I remember from. Camelized, and we don't watch it nearly as many times as the others. <laughs> yes. Same. That's, that's my least favorite. Yeah. Like you said before, um, Stephanie, that's like Teen Girl and yeah. the Hit is a Hit. So. Now, now we have Marco Polo, which is episode eight. This is where we actually have AJ's grandfather falling off the roof while <laughs> yeah, AJ's doing a stupid uh, song off the uh, drum set that I wish he actually would learn something else. I know that was that was uh, that was uh, New York twist up, and I feel like you know that they like it'll come. He just he didn't want there to be any attention. Like he just wanted to do his thing, but they're just you know they couldn't just you know it was always about getting them getting them back, right? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. get them back, etc. Right. And let's see, Carmela wants to throw a party for her father, and Carmela's mother doesn't want Tony there. Johnny shows Tony his new sports car. Johnny wants Tony to pay for Phil's car accident. Tony wants the car to be fixed at Pussy's car garage. Carmela wants Tony (laughs) to go back to therapy. Junior tells Carmela's father that they are having a surprise B-Day for him. Yeah. In this (laughs) room. And he yeah, just does it right away. Like, he doesn't even try to do it. Like, literally, like, old Bobby's, like, in the room with him. Like, he just calls him up right away. <laughs> right. And then, let's see here. We actually have where Tony B collects money for the airbags, gives Tony his cut. Tony yeah, B wants such a deck to turn more said, money. Still like, goes and right, picks up his know, car and gives them hell about yeah. the passenger seat yeah. being off the track. Yeah, it was just like, you know, like, why you have to be, be like an ass for the sake of being an ass? In like, the paint, in the paint too. Shit. Yeah, yeah that was- Mm-hmm. Now, now we're dealing with Carmela's father. Once Tony at the it's party, just, or else yeah, he's not going. I, I feel Toby like it was B almost like this episode, family, was kind of like a which is a little Carmine's almost group. like the at the house. 
itself mm-hmm. it was kind of like you know there was the sentimentality which you know more at the end i think also with with tony and Carm, but i feel like it was almost like they were temporarily back in in better right. times right yeah tony, tony comes in twirling sausages around his neck and <laughs> you know it's like everything's back to normal mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. <laughs> right it, it just feels like times are back again you know and that's something that i really liked and then also too the one yeah, that i yeah, want to mention likely. is this he also buys yeah. the guy a 12 it gauge was just, uh, yeah, rifle it was funny how he was with like a 20 inch barrel you know even said like oh this is Tony's which i thought house. was actually funny like, i just thought that was also interesting like how he it was you know his own daughter but i yeah, guess that right. was just their very like you know traditional yeah old school mentality yeah. right Right. And then also, too, Tony B is actually feeling like he's envying Tony and feels like he's being taken for granted because he's doing all this other stuff, like family stuff, taking pictures, mm-hmm. going. And then also, too, yeah, uh, with, him with taking Con- care of that thing I, with I Phil. Remember, like, I it feel just like feels like he's really being not, with not appreciated. This episode. And, you know, granted, I know she was stressed when she was getting everything ready for the, for the party, but I think, you know, he was trying to kind of like chit chat. And then I think he, you know, was a little off put by by her and by what he felt was just her kind of like assigning him to do things like during the actual party i think this whole episode as a whole like made him feel like oh you you all just kind of think of me as like a you know under you um and made him more tempted to to do this stuff for the uh for the new york guys right And then let's see here. Then we also have AJ and Tony throwing Carmela in the pool, playing Marco Polo. And after they get out of the pool, it's just them. And of course, they end up having <laughs> sex. Right. Next morning, there's not going to be any confusion, you know. Left her because I didn't want any I also confusion. like how in the, uh, <laughs> Russ the goalie, uh, right. uh, their friend, the diplomat, mm-hmm. how there's like the there's a theory that he's actually Polly's dad. I don't know if y'all have ever heard that. It's mm, no. not like something that's ever confirmed, but it's because um, he was in the, uh, I guess how Polly's father or Polly's mother, no. Dottie, it probably should get into it more in like season six, but um, there's just the, they go back and they think that they have a lot of similarities and then oh, like, sure. it's just, uh, yeah, but we could save that for another, yeah, uh, yeah. another episode. For sure. <laughs> yeah, great. I, I, I would like right. to do that as well. Definitely, Sweet. definitely. I would, I would like to actually have you back again. To be honest with you, we can finish up. Okay. So let's see here. Tony B. Oh yeah, this is where Tony B. Kid steals from AJ ninety-six Olympic pins. Tony B. shoots Joey Peeps, which yeah, is the New York crew coming out of the Bardilla with a puck suit. Joey uh-huh. runs over Tony's <laughs> yeah. foot. Yeah. And, and I think it was like one of the things where once he did that, he's like, okay, it's kind of all over now. Yeah. Like, he's like, okay, now I'm just might as well just do whatever I want. Cause, like, at that point, there was no turning back. Right. Exactly. I think. Mm-hmm. 
I love this one. <laughs> because exactly. Meadow and, and Finn, because of their whole identified like, black males with suitcase and everything. Yeah. With the job site. This is where. <laughs> oh, no. no, I felt bad. I mean, I know I can, I can take it, but I, I, I feel like right. I'm in front of me. I know, no, I, I, you I, I'll, I'll, I'll start it off, but I, I feel like I did not mean to just talk over, talk over the host. Are you sure? Um, <laughs> Thanks. Well, I just, um, unidentified blacklist. I think the no. one. No, 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 what no. Really You're good. I, it's my way of welcoming you into the show. And the everything. job site, how Finn Finn so. started working Welcome. at the construction site, and how Polly started, you know, like like treated him like crap. I was like, go clean my tires, because he didn't realize that Meadow that that Finn was Meadow's boyfriend. And then once he did, he was like, why did you tell me you were dating my niece? And then it's like he's, you know member of the family mm. um but then with really with with meadow and finn with the with the the suitcase and how uh, he sees eugene <laughs> hit little polly over the head with the bottle and then he's like oh did you not ever see this violence when you're growing up and then she gets into the whole thing about the poverty of the message you know and like i feel like this is where meadow really really start you can see she starts to fully kind of try to like rationalize everything in her head that her father does and and act like there's nothing wrong with it whereas like in the past she kind of just you know didn't really see it so she's just like oh whatever that's cool but now it's like she's being confronted with it and has to find a way to it's kind of justify it right because think of it like this when she was in that house she was a teenager she and everything yep. too. She didn't understand from an adult's right. perspective. Now that she's becoming an adult, she's actually understanding from an adult's point of view. And everything too. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but uh, also too, this is also where Finn pisses off <laughs> Tony for paying for dinner. Uh, Camilla is actually confused after sleeping with Tony. <laughs> so. <laughs> Then Johnny and Tony plays golf. Johnny thinks that little Carmine shot. When Jay they Pete. go, it's sad. That and then Tony's just says, it's sad actually when in, they go in like season six. It's sad when they go like when uh, little Carmine says, "Your brother Billy, whatever happened there?" And then Bill's like, "Whatever happened there?" This kind of reminded me of of that, but with with Tony and and, and Johnny Sapp. <laughs> Like, I feel like it was an accident. Like, it just, right. it just happened out of nowhere. I, I thought that was actually <laughs> like, funny. And then, of course, he's like, when they go like that, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and Tony knows subconsciously yeah. that mm-hmm. Tony B did this, and he has a panic attack. That's what my right. that's what I yep. put in yep. my thoughts. Yeah, something and everything. He, he, because he, he only realizes has panic attacks whenever like, it's like, actually containing to him his, and his, his guilt control like he he feels like he can't control the situation and it's like he then all of a sudden is confronted with the fact that these different forces are like all bumping up against each other and that it's all involved him mm-hmm. 
exactly. Oh, let's, see, then, let's see what else we got here. Now, oh, yeah. Then Carmine Jr. trying to figure out what to oh, do yeah. after <laughs> killing Joey. So I actually, so I have a different I, um, he's, and this may also be affected by the fact there's, that there's uh, no little Carmine in real life, Ray Boozer is like a really awesome guy. So <laughs> it might be, uh, it might be uh, uh, clouded by, by, by that. But uh, I think that he, you know, the, the malapropism is not, mm-hmm. notwithstanding. Uh, I, I think that, you know, of course that was, that stuff was really silly and you could tell they were all like, huh? Like, what is he saying? But uh, I think overall he played the long game, game well, but I might be a, a minority opinion. But... Right. He made a few good hits. I'm not going to lie. He did do a few good hits and everything, but he should have just, mm-hmm. he, like his concierge said, you need to go ahead, pull those reins up, and show people who you are, rather than hiding in the shadows. Right. Yeah. I if think he would have done he, that. He would have been really out front be and center. Lost. And I think it would be better Sack if he kind of running just, New York you know, from that time. realized that to begin with. Whereas Johnny Sack, like that was he really, really wanted to be the boss, and then of course was Bill. But uh, yeah, those were he had some really funny lines mm-hmm. in the show. <laughs> and there was. And then, and then of course, Ben can't find a job, complaining about living in a crappy apartment, blowing off dental school. Um, then we have Carmela. Now, this reference uh-huh. back in the yeah. season four, yeah. remember when the guy from White Caps mm-hmm. says, if I were you, I would going to go on ahead uh-huh. and call up all the top-line lawyers. Yeah. And so that way, Carmela can't come back at you uh, for the divorce. And that's exactly... And mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened. Carmella. I thought um, that was interesting. Is it was like saying that he can't you know, early back in the so, you know, like season two. Remember when, when uh, Joan Cusimano was like, "I'm an officer of the court," and she's like, "You're a lawyer." Mm-hmm. Like she almost makes like lawyers are like nothing. Like why do you think you're so special? But then now this season, she's like, "You have options. I have a lawyer." Like she yeah. tells everyone, like she has a lawyer. <laughs> it's like now they're all like, you know, this big hot shit now. <laughs> Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then let's see here. We actually have Tony talks to Tony B about how someone saw him limping away, and Tony is bent over and backwards for a uh, backwards with the car seats uh, remaining neutral. Tony B acting like a free agent. Tony brings up how Tony B is mad about being arrested, and Tony didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And Tony B feels guilt over it. Tony B tells him to put him in. Yeah, I put, thought that was almost similar to like him. I thought he was almost kind of like he feels like that's he's disrespecting. Feels I don't like know if that's the word, but the I feel like Tony didn't appreciate that when he said like "put me in, coach." I feel like he was like, "Really? Are you like you know breaking my balls again?" Yeah. But I guess at that point it wasn't really that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Right. And then let's see. Tony is giving Tony B the casino and opening the book and wants to open the books for him to be made. Tony had a panic attack the night uh, Tony B got Which arrested. That's a really funny then, moment, I think. Just uh, working the construction the whole like thing. tells Meadow about Gene <laughs> smashing a beer bottle over little Polly's head. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, I like how and she later. I don't know if it's this though. episode or the next one like where she's like, of it and uh, that they're just like little innocent. People. Oh yeah, Vito Spadafore is a married man, Finn. <laughs> I seriously doubt he's gonna kill you. As right. if like, okay. as if like someone being a married man would mean that they wouldn't like. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. Do you know this industry that they're that they're in? <laughs> oh, and Felicia. That's just, I guess that's kind of like a, one of those things that doesn't really go anywhere, but I I just, I knew Finn, I knew that that wasn't going to end well, just when he was being so flirtatious with her, like right away, I was just like, I feel like the fact that he was so easily interested in another girl, but maybe that was just me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I saw that too, to be honest with you. And <laughs> yeah, then, of course, the Vito he, uh, being interested in Finn. Right? <laughs> too, I think the, so, yeah. Because, and so. you're going yeah, with yeah, me yeah, to yeah. the New York. And he's like, I'm never going back there. <laughs> that, that shit was too funny. That shit was too funny. I think, what is it? Uh, it was a security guard in the truck. I think so, video, yeah. I believe, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when and then when Vito tells and then when they tells oh, yeah. tells them the next I think the next I think it's the next season yeah like oh because they, they thought it was the guy long Vito and there's like no it was Vito for them and then they're like, <laughs> they're like oh, oh they're... <laughs> that's too funny <laughs> and then let's. This is also too weird. Johnny thinks that Tony B killed um, Joey Peeps and threatens Tony when he should be. Yeah, I think uh, at that point it was just like you could see it was just talk- gonna, getting more and more talking, messy. And I think Tony was almost like Jr. trying to act like it wasn't so. like, like they were just in a, in a separate reality. He was just trying to like hold things together and like not make things escalate. But I think he was realizing more and more how that was not going to end well. Right. Uh, we'll uh, see. No, this one, I think it was. I mean, this was one was a, 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 So like, we're not going like, to stay too then, long I in this I, one I like parts and of it, but uh, you know, I, I, I can't say there was too much about them going up to Uncle Pat's farm that I thought was like, you know, super memorable. Right. Uh, I think it was interesting. The, the 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 quote that that the episode name gets you know gets its name from with the yeah. uh, revenge is like serving cold cuts and then she's like no I think it's a different quote actually but uh I, I thought that was just an interesting back and forth with with him and Melfi but uh but overall I wasn't like too much I took from this episode yeah, the best prosecutors right this is actually where Johnny stiffs Tony on a job on the docks with the scooters, the motor scooters. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh, with the investors, Johnny is taking it personal about Joey's whacking. Mm-hmm. Janice, soccer mom fight. Tony catches the fight on the news. Oh, yeah. And Bobby talks to Janice about her anger problem. Yeah, for sure. Which we actually see the soprano anger problem that Melfi actually brings up. Um, at this moment, Chris and Adriana are sampling uh, cakes for the wedding. Tony and Tony B tells Chris that they have to have a body off, off from an old uh, family property. Chris talks about the time that Tony S and yeah, Tony B bullied him <laughs> and uh, at Uncle Pat's farm. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say, you, 
you could like just and tell you know go yeah, ahead, there's Steph. so much of their current day like psychological issues is from like being bullied by someone mm-hmm. when they were younger like all this family drama, drama. And, like that is that they're clearly they've never dealt with um or, or even if they tried to deal with it they they haven't dealt with it well but it's just like you could tell that they're these little things have had have such a hold on them oh yeah like to the present day even like the thing with the varsity athlete thing like it's such a random little thing but like it's just but still they it can't bothers them it. so much yeah, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. i feel like the little things is what matters the most and can be the yeah. biggest things so that's what i actually feel like whenever it comes off that mm-hmm. way with tony yeah i mean it's like I'm sure with, with, especially with, with the varsity with things thing. in our lives like there's you know i'm sure there's there's things that you know, people can say that it just like that really gets to you, yeah, even if it seems like it's be something. Sure. Definitely, right? Let's let's see here. Then which which that, we actually yeah. have Janice yeah. the anger management. We have Carmela draining the pool, <laughs> right? Uh, Chris and Tony B driving to the farm to get rid of the body. <laughs> Bonding time with Tony B was bullied and called Ichabod Crane. <laughs> yeah. I think that shit was just made up, to be honest at with the, you. Because uh-huh. you remember when he calls him, when Chris calls him out on it at the at the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, Tony they B's were like, what are you even like, talking about? They they loved to dish it, but they couldn't. They didn't like taking so, it, like right. when they were kind of shooting shit with each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, definitely, especially the twelve step program thing. <laughs> because why don't you go ahead, take twelve steps, and get the fuck uh, out of here? Uh, <laughs> and I blame yeah. them for yeah. Chris's addiction. It, it was they, really you know, they they didn't make it it very easy for him. And I think, uh, especially with like what happened in the middle of the 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 season with you know with thing with Adrian, I think like I just think that that really put a wrench like in their relationship yeah for sure definitely most definitely uh then janet's anger problems tony talks about yeah. it at therapy carmella tells aj's teacher she's going back to tony <laughs> yeah <laughs> and that was just like He's a like, spare of the, the moment fuck? type of thing like three i always hallway. thought it was random like that he had the like the balls to even try to go with her especially that she literally like she had described tony as her husband yeah. like in the movie with aj yeah no I, shit. Mean, I just i always thought that it was you know i guess though he didn't know like he was not someone that was involved in mafia so it wasn't like he didn't think of him like that he's like oh there's just this woman's husband i guess he really didn't think anything of it mm-hmm. yeah Oh, uh, Stephanie, let's backtrack for a minute because I know you mentioned how the teacher actually handled right. uh, the whole situation with Carmella. So we never really actually oh, talked yeah, about sure. it. So, so you know, there were, you know, they were kind to. of in their like honeymoon phase and, and they, they had just, you know, sleeping together. And then um, I think they stop and they're both like looking up at the ceiling and then Carmella like decides to use the moment to ask something about AJ's grades. Okay. I don't remember exactly like what it was. It was something about like, oh, like, do you think he might want to go to this thing? And it was just <laughs> the college. Like, he, yeah, was... Wegler, even he, I think he tried to like change the subject briefly. And then she kept going on and on about it. And then he just like couldn't. He just like got up and went into the bathroom and then <laughs> just came out. And she's like eating this little chocolate like from his thing. <laughs> and and then he just kind of lost it and was just like, 
you know, I, I think we need to time out and like, you probably, it was just, you, you, you tried to get me to like, you, you like basically used your body to like trap me into this, like, this is your plan. And, and then of course she didn't react well to that. Right. But uh, yeah, that was, that's definitely, you know, and, and I understand his frustration. Like it was extremely, extremely annoying, but of course, you know, I don't think he necessarily handled it this way. Yeah. yeah and, and like you said, like you said, the balls on this It was guy, the wrong time. Right? I mean, Jesus Christ. I okay. Mean, you know, right. it's Tony's wife, you know, that he's messing with. And then on top of that, he, he, he yells at her and, and he's saying these things like, man, do you know, like, clearly you don't know exactly who you're fucking with. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to chill out. Step, you know, step down, man. <laughs> remember when he called her? When he called her? Actually, I just remember when she was Tony was over and she was like doing the dishes, and then he called and he was like, "What are you wearing?" And she was trying to like yeah. trying to let him know, like, "Oh, you know, like someone's here. Like I can't talk." And he wouldn't, he wouldn't get it. And he just kept going. I was like, "This guy is, is he trying?" To, yeah, like, right. I mean, this her? Like what? Jesus Christ, this guy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, fuck. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, thank you, Mr. Regular Wagler. Thank you. And you got to walk away from the TV at that point. It's like, again, with the fucking grades, man. I'm like, <laughs> it's like, shit, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> so we actually are moving away from the grades. So, so to speak, because we're actually talking about the, uh, the test screen. In episode 11. So we're actually on episode 11 now. We're actually two episodes away from closing out on season five. So Tony and Valentina, she gets burnt making Tony something to eat. She's complaining because Tony and her don't spend enough time together. Tony B gets paid for whacking Joey Peeps. Phil whacks Angelo for being loyal to little Carmine. Tony brings um Let's see, to Tony B for his housekeeper. Oh, yeah, enchiladas. He brings Tony brings over the enchiladas to Tony B from his housekeeper. Tony uh, rants to Tony about Carmella. So, about oh, yeah, and about the, the notary public. This is where I think he mentioned Charmaine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Charmaine right. Yeah, this is where he actually says, you know what? What do you think about this, Tony? I think I think yeah, Car- Charmaine would be a great woman in my life. I think that's what, what I need. What do you think? And he's so, of course, right. Tony B's focused on picking up the kids' like, toys, like doing anything but rope, focused like, on. Oh, for sure. The more that Tony kept going on and on, he was just like, "Really, dude? Like, you have so many. Like, you have it so easy compared to me." Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, and then Hesh yeah. also does that too at season six, where he's just tired of Tony. Because he calls right. him up in the middle of the night. Oh, I really Hesh hated how that ended in, in, in season not, six not having it. with Hash and Tony. That was like that yeah, was yeah. disappointing. Yeah, it was. Right. Um, but Tony checks in um, at a, a hotel under an alias name. He calls um, some, uh, the girl. Okay, yeah. Tony calls Tony B. He can't reach him. And at the casino, this is also, of course, to Tony calls Tony B's mother looking for Tony. No one has seen him or heard from him. Polly tells <laughs> Tony about Angelo. That Tony so dreams weird. that Carmine is in bed with him. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Tony gets a call saying his friend has yeah. to go. So this is all about him having yeah. to deal with maybe having to whack his own cousin. It's it's right there in black and blue, you know. Um, saying his friend has to go. Tony in therapy. Gloria yeah. is actually the therapist. Oh and it's right, like when he's she, admitting yeah, stuff with, to her. That's actually Gloria, a little I, side I feel like it was like him kind of talking things out with her. Mm-hmm. Like even when she mentioned like, oh, I never had kids. Blah blah blah. It was just kind of like their his way of trying to get some sort of closure mm-hmm. with her. But uh, it was weird. I mean, a lot of people love Test Stream. I'm gonna admit it was not my. It's not my favorite. Um, I know that it's it's it has a, a like a purpose and it's important in terms of like Tony's psyche. But mm-hmm. I've never the test the, the the dream sequences aren't usually my favorite. But that's just an individual preference thing because I know that some people love them. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh-huh. Right. Right, with this one, I particularly loved it. Yeah. To be honest with you, because it's just straightforward to the point, even though some of right. it doesn't make sense. Right. <laughs> uh, because none of our dreams actually make sense, you know. But Tony uh, gets a call saying his friend has to go. Tony's in therapy, uh, so Tony is in a car with it uh, with his dad driving pussy in the passenger seat. Mikey in the backseat, Ralphie in the car, driving him to Carmela's house, Finn and Meadows' engagement party, Tony dreams Tony B, whack Phil in reference to Tony B whacking Phil's brother, and Tony having to whack Tony B. Phil is in the hospital. So, one of the things I actually crack up laughing about is the horse scene inside the house. And and it's reference to his horse instead of horse. She goes... And he goes, what do you think about me moving back yeah. in? Oh, goes, so yeah, funny. but your horse can uh, live here. That was, he goes, I think, yeah, it was very small of like, <laughs> kind of, I'm going to keep these two things separate. Yeah. Almost like I'm going to clean up, like I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to, like, I will not let that you know, uh, impede on or, 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 you know, get too mixed up in here, essentially, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Like just how Irina called the house. Like it was like she was invading almost the 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 safe sacred space mm-hmm. of the house. Right, and right. then of course with the horse, which is I think symbolic as a whole, like you know, when you think of Pyomai and mm-hmm. then like Pyomai and then Tracy, like animals were very symbolic on the show as a whole. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's the same type of horse like Pyomai too. So it's a little throwback. Mm-hmm. But I like how she said the whores are always um, shitting on the floor in right. reference to the cologne, mm-hmm. yeah. the, the perfume that the that he comes back smelling like. So I thought that was actually pretty clever in the uh, dream sequence and stuff like that. Mm. And then now we're getting into yeah, long-term parking, episode 12 with this, Adriana. Yeah. This was a No, 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 go ahead. Yeah. Oh no! I was just so it's all it's you know it was a really heavy no, 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 one. Actually, I, I want to hear um, your thoughts. You know, I watched it a bunch of times, but I rewatched it today because I I wanted to make sure that I was fresh on it. And it's 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 hard, of course. Uh, you know the scene where he's you know when she first tells Christopher that that you know she's been talking to the FBI mm. and he nearly chokes her to death. Like oh, that man. that one's were even like worse, even rougher for me than than you know the one with, with Sill, mm-hmm. but. Uh, it's you know I think it was kind of inevitable. Unfortunately, it was it was just a matter 
a matter of time, but uh, it's it's sad that she had became a casualty of it. Yeah, you know, it's 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 one of those things where you know it's we know, like we're watching this show Definitely. and we're you know it's it that's their business they they have to do that you know what I'm saying this is things they have to do obviously we don't agree with what's happening but it's like you know that it has to happen you know like in that world that shit that has to happen like she has to go she's been talking to the feds and that's it you know right. it's, but it just sucks though man you see it and you're like fuck man she was so confused and just trying to do the right thing and you know it's it was all fucked up you know i always think about how i wish like when she had first been approached by the fbi like when they told yeah. her you know not that it was danielle but like this is actually you know with the fbi mm-hmm. like I, I just wish she would have been like i need to talk to my lawyer right <laughs> right you know yep. oh yeah okay. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I guess when you're going through the situation like that, your head is not being cleared. Yeah. Either. Right. There wasn't really any. Especially under indictments and stuff. I mean, at that point, I mean, I almost think about sometimes. You know how she almost told uh, Carm and the other ladies when they were at their little movie night. Mm -hmm. I almost wonder what would have happened, but I mean, I don't think it would have been anything different Mm -hmm. because, I mean, even if they didn't tell. Tony or them, like, what What were they going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I think, yeah, for sure. For sure. Mm-hmm. It would still be the same outcome, I think, sooner or later. You know? Um, but yeah, Adriana is actually throwing away garbage bags uh, from her club. She has IBS still. It's getting worse. FBI is surveilling the place. Tony tells Carm that he had a dream that he moved back into the house. Phil has flashbacks of his brother being whacked right in front of him. Carmine Jr. wonders where did it all go wrong with countering attacks and attacking Johnny's crew. Carmine Jr. doesn't want uh, doesn't want to be uh, out in the open about being the boss. We are we captured that part. Uh, Tony B is lambing it uh, and hiding. Tony has a sit down with Phil and Johnny. Phil is pissed at Tony for taking up for Tony B and threatens to whack a member of Tony's family just so that he can make him feel the same way that Phil feels. And then, you know, Chris, um, of course, at that time, Chris is actually pissed off because he got, feels like he got threatened, which he did. (laughs) And then the Boy Scouts found a dead body washed up on the beach. (laughs) And my favorite line that Adriana's makes oh, about that yeah, whole entire cool. thing with the drug dealer. He goes, oh, he was such a Christian guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he went, this is um, he goes, he winds up saying, uh, she winds up saying, uh, hold on one second, I might actually have the exact quote. Let's see. No, I don't have the quote, yeah. but he's such a nice guy. A he prays guy. all the time, and he doesn't use anymore. He, he just knows. sells. So that makes me laugh. <laughs> Yo, hey, Mike. Hey. Hey. Yeah, with Anchor, it only allows me to record up to a certain time. So after a certain time, it actually cuts off. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I didn't realize that we were actually over the marker. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, I wouldn't look at it at the time. I wasn't either. I was having a good time, yeah. <laughs> to be how, honest how with far, you. How far did we get? How, many, how, how long was it? We're actually two hours in. No shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that went by pretty fast, though. 
Yeah, and to be honest with you, it did. Hey, it I'm back. Sorry hey. about that. No, no, no. It's not you or anything. I was just telling Mike <laughs> that with Anchor, you can only record up to a certain point. So, uh, gotcha. yeah, we actually ran out of that point. So, yeah. It, <laughs> yeah, was, the, uh, it was Anchor telling us we're talking too much. <laughs> <laughs> we went two hours, John was saying. I didn't even realize. Yeah. And an hour. It was quickly. Yeah, yeah it did. So we're going to wrap, wrap it up a little bit, you know. We're going to probably, if you want to, we can just wrap some of this up yeah. if you want. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Uh, because I know everybody else has things that they have to do in the morning and everything else, too. Unfortunately. Ugh, yeah. real life and shit. <laughs> exactly. But this has been fun, though. I'm going to be honest Absolutely. with both of y'all. Absolutely. It's been a lot of fun. I didn't even, like, the time went by so quickly. It did. Um, it did. It did. So... We're just going to go into the meat and grind of this whole entire thing with Adriana getting whacked. <laughs> that's yeah, that's basically, that's the yeah, long and short of it. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it sucks. Yeah, Adriana gets whacked. Chris also winds up telling Tony that Adriana ran it out. And at that point, at first, he's actually contemplating if he's actually going to go ahead with it, you know? And then he sees these people out in the <laughs> gas station. He's like, I don't want to live like that. Because it looks an exact replica of them and that kind of life and the, and everything being part of the um, witness protection program mm-hmm. yeah, and everything, too. So he's like, I don't want to be part of that life. So still winds up whacking Adriana. Chris goes over to the apartment and then takes all her stuff and and packs it up in a suitcase, throws it uh, out by the river, and then... Parks their car in long-term parking, which is where we actually have the title long-term parking. Right. So there's that. And, and, and this is not good for Chris's sobriety, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> it's no good. This is, this is no where good. he's actually shooting up a lot more. Yeah, also, too, yeah, you know. I want to actually mention this. My favorite part of this is when Phil and them are actually looking for Chris. Mm-hmm. And... You know, he's like, and of course, he's at Phil is at Chris's mother's house. Oh, that's my favorite part. Yeah. Me too. And uh, he goes, Yeah, we're from Alcoholic Anonymous, Alcoholic and mm-hmm. Alcohol and Anonymous. He goes, Well, yeah. who, who are you? Because, well, we're anonymous. <laughs> that, was the, that, that was just so yeah. great because it was just so Phil. Like, this guy oh, yeah. was so nasty, but it's like you can't help but laugh at, right. at, at that. Yes. Phil plays such a good prick. He really you know, does. He really is, you know. <laughs> and also, too, this is also where Tony also tracks um, Tony B's phone up to upstate New York as well. So you actually have that going on. He winds up tracking up to upstate New York. He doesn't tell Phil where he's at or anything like that. And he decides he's going to try and take matters into his own hands, which leads into episode 13, mm. with all due respect. Right. right. But... What I wanted to ask you, though, what I wanted to ask both of y'all, you know when Adriana got killed out in the woods, right? Right. And you know how in episode 13, when Tony's actually bringing Carmella out to the, the spec, spec house? house? Yep. Yeah. My question is this. Do you think that, Ad- that that spec house is actually buried where, is actually built where Adriana was buried at? I think so. I, I think that's what they were, uh, they were, you know, kind of cluing in on, you know, that, that that's what happened. I, that's what I think. I think that it was either like whether or not it was where she was actually buried or if it was in, you know, one way or another, I think it was in the same area, but I think it was also just kind of symbolic as a whole, like, like even if it wasn't the exact spot, like it was meant to 
you know, be, be con- they were meant to be connected. Sure. Um, right, right. And I feel like it's kind of just like, like overall, like a symbol of how like the cycle of life, like whether they were, you know, they're getting a shot or like they're building a house, like right. that they're, we'll all kind of just be, we'll, we'll all eventually be back in the soil, I guess, for, for, for mm. to, to make it short. Um, right. That was that. And then, Let's see. And then with this one is with all due respect, Phil goes into an autopsy on his brother and Phil and Tony isn't going to rat out Tony B. Phil visits uh, Chris's mom, mom's house so he can whack him. It still has a meeting without Tony. Everyone is wondering who Johnny is going to go and whack next. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember with Benny Fazio, how, how Phil yeah. goes and finds him. And then Benny was like, I'm on the way to the hospital. And he's like, well, that's up to you. <laughs> goes, no. To, to visit my mom. <laughs> <laughs> so that's up to you. <laughs> uh, Phil will torture him. Chris uh, laying low. Sill picks up his money. Sill talks to Tony about uh, people being unhappy with him. Phil wants to whack Benny and drags him out of the car, like you mentioned, Stephanie. And that's where Tony B. And then, of course, to- um, for hiding to- Tony B. But, of course, he doesn't know where Tony B. is, other right. than Tony. Right. So they're not going to get any information, but they don't know that. Right. Uh, Tony kills Tony B with a shotgun, returning home from grocery shopping, and tells Johnny where Tony B is. Phil sees Tony's body. And then at that point, Tony goes to the bank. Sill tells Tony Johnny called, up, called and is upset. Tony's upset over killing Tony B. You can actually tell that he's actually didn't want to do it, but he had to. Otherwise... Mm-hmm. He was going to torture, otherwise the other crew was going to torture him. Right, right. So either he did it himself, which would be fast and done, or slow and painful. Yeah. And that that had to be a, I mean, just a, can you imagine having to make that decision? You know, I mean, you grew up with this guy, that's your cousin, that's your, you know, your blood, you know, and you you have to make that decision. That's got to be, I mean, shit, that's got to be tough. (laughs) Right. Then Johnny Sack doesn't like that Tony kill Tony B. Yeah, Johnny he, wants he's Tony. Not, he's not satisfied, you know. It's like I mean, no. fuck the guy's dead. What else do you want? You know, that's the, right. The, end the thing result, is, he the wanted end result is the same. You know what I mean? Right, but not to Johnny though, because if you think about it, he wanted to have some type of closure for Phil. Right. So right. now Phil don't have that closure. So because Tony took that away from him. Right. So Johnny wants uh, Tony to meet uh, at him at his house in the morning. Tony talks. To Chris about Adriana, making sure Chris didn't mention anything to Adriana because don't forget he's also a junkie. Junkies also talk. Right. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you wanted to add though? Uh, Stephanie? Oh no, I just just I think it was uh, interesting what you mentioned with the Johnny Sack wanting the Phil to kind of get his closure because I think that that's also something that clearly Phil never never got over, um, mm-hmm. and right. that's you know all the way into into the finale, but. Uh, it was just funny with the with just how Johnny Sack got, got caught here and how Tony was running, uh, kind of right. like a silly comical way, but it made sense. <laughs> like it fit in with the whole Sopranos with with the theme of it. Absolutely, right. absolutely. And then also too, Chris um, is also supposedly back being sober again mm-hmm. after that mess up and everything. Yeah. Uh, Feds show up at Johnny Sack's house. Yeah. Tony runs through the woods, like a bear. drops his gun. Yep. Yeah, that is true. I didn't think about that now that you actually mentioned the bear again. No, sh- so no, I didn't think about that. You know, that's you know what? I'm actually going to use that analogy now that Tony is like the bear 
coming back coming in from the woods. So that's actually a good reference now. Yeah, good one, Stephanie. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, thanks. No, I um, yes. I, I think I, I'm I'm sure I read that somewhere else too. So I I can't take full original original credit for <laughs> for the bear, but uh, it, yeah, it's uh, it's it just goes, I guess, with the whole animal animal symbolism. Sure. Right. And then this is also too when Tony's lawyer tells Tony that the feds aren't after Tony. Jimmy put everyone behind bars that was part of the Brooklyn crew, the New York crew. Tony walks home and that's actually how it ends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I think doesn't the guy had lawyer say like rub a hunchback's hump or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Which is funny because then it makes yep. me think of like hunchback of Notre Dame, which is from like season four, exactly. but that's <laughs> well, you know, Corey <laughs> predicted all that. <laughs> it was a very it was a lot that happened in, in, in season five i feel like of course i'm gonna yeah, be like thinking definitely. later and i'm gonna be like oh there was that one or two or five things that i totally forgot to say but it's oh, yeah, you know but, sure. it, but that's why you know i still definitely. pick up on new things every time i watch it so most definitely but you know if you do forget to mention something we can redo a small recap one next time Absolutely. and sweet. go from there yep. sweet yep so my question is this for you, Steph. Where can everybody meet you at? Um, so you know, where they can where they can find me. Yeah, yeah where can they, so where can they, they can find, find you me uh, uh, on Twitter at uh, uh, at s rosendorf ten fourteen. Um, you can also I'm on Instagram uh, at, at s rosendorf diaz. Uh, also Facebook, which is just my full name, Stephanie Rosendorf Diaz. Um, the easiest way to reach me probably would be on, be on Twitter. Um, that's where I'm talk chat most often about about sopranos but uh uh the most important one would be my my website my blog site that i have for it, sopranos it's uh, sopranosblueprint.com so i do uh twice weekly quizzes and then blog posts and uh memes and gifts and kind of like all things sopranos related so uh you you all can all find can find me there and can uh email me as well all right. And everybody, you guys can also follow me at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Facebook, Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite on Instagram as well. We also have a Pinterest at Movie Lovers TV Lovers Unite over there. And if you also, too, if you guys want to go on ahead for your, all your entertainment needs and pleasures, you just go on ahead, go to www.movieloversunite.com. We post movie news, TV reviews, and TV uh, TV reviews over there as well. Also, too, if you guys want to go to GoFundMe, go on ahead. Go to www.gofundme.com forward slash Movie Lovers Unite to donate. This is only to keep the lights on at Movie Lovers Unite. Also, too, is Frenchie and I, we just went on ahead and did a trailer reaction to Justice League on the YouTube channel. Go on ahead and give that a like. Give that a share. Let us know what you think about that. Then also, too, you guys can also follow me on on uh, Twitter as well at John D. Gordy 8 and also uh, lover movie lovers unit as well. And also too, I'm also on the stereo app now. So we're actually doing a little bit more of a laid back kind of atmosphere. And that's actually where you can find our casino review that Mike and I did, or you're going to go on ahead, go to any platform and listen to that podcast episode where you get your podcast from. So that's where all the places that you guys can actually reach me from i just want to go on ahead and say thank you again stephanie for joining me absolutely it was this is a, a lot of fun I, I really appreciate it i hope to, to come back on again soon you're very welcome most definitely and thank you mike as always for taking your time out of your night as absolutely. well and everything i know i know you have to get up early in the morning as well so i'm just going to go on ahead say this have a good night everybody i hope everyone has a great day nice talking to you stephanie yeah oh, great great likewise i hope, hope you all uh, have a great night as well 
You too. And always until next time. Take care. Hey guys, John here. I just want to talk about something for a minute. We actually have a Patreon up right now in full swing, and that is our $5 a month plan. It's called Movie Lovers Classics. It covers bonus episodes, reviewing classic movies like you're about to listen to right now with the uh, little Caesar review that we just did, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, shoutouts on the main uh, feed, early access to episodes, and then we also have all-access documentary series review, which is $10 a month. And that includes bonus episodes, Eli Roth's History of Horror, early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, shout-outs on the main feed as well. And then that also includes our classic uh, movie reviews as well. And then our $20 a month plan is our VIP movie lover. And that also includes bonus episodes, classic movie reviews, interviews with independent actors, actresses, directors, and comic book writers, and it also includes movie lovers documentaries and early access to episodes, monthly newsletters, free digital movies, and shoutouts on the main feed as well. Go ahead, subscribe to the Patreon. We hope that we'll see you there, and always until next time, guys, bye-bye.